Hello, beautiful people. Well, I've been mentioning it for a while, and it's finally here. My play Tinkerbell opens at Adventure Theater MTC, June 22nd. Directed by Nick Olcott and starring Michelle Pallera in the title role, this multicolored tale tells the familiar story from Tinkerbell's point of view, including her meeting of Peter Pan and triumph at the Battle for Neverland. It's suitable for all ages, and I really hope you can come to town and see it. I'm very proud of the work we put into the show. The cast is amazing, the design is fantastic, and I cannot wait for everyone to see it. Go to adventuretheater-mtc.org for tickets and performance information. Tinkerbell opens June 22nd at Adventure Theater MTC. I hope I can see you there. Hey, say, Roddy Flynn, you're a uh, Patreon patron of the original cast. I am. And hey, Carrie Ginsburg, you're a Patreon patron of the uh, original cast. Is that I right? Am. You are, yes. And we have a, a couple of patrons we have to thank here uh, today for their patronage. Me? The, well, you already got thanked oh. many episodes ago because when you become a patron, you get thanked on the air automatically, no matter how much you donate. Our first thank you is to Stephen Spotswood. Stephen Spotswood! Stephen Spotswood, playwright in the area uh, and former guest of the show. Do you yeah. remember the show he did? Um, Once More with Feeling, the Buffy the Vampire yeah. musical. Uh, which you, oh, I love that. Which you recently directed a reading of at the Flying V Awesomeathon. Um, <laughs> and one of the people in the cast of that was Rick Westerkamp. He is. Is a cameo, and he is our other thank you <gasps> patron. He's the best. Yes. So. Uh, yes, so thank you very much to Stephen Spotswood and Rick Westerkamp for supporting you the guys. original cast on thank Patreon. You. Go to patreon.com slash original cast pod and you can become a patron of the original cast and for any several different tiers, but with all amounts, you get a thank you on the air mm -hmm. and you also get access to our uh, subscribers only podcast, the original cast at the movies. They're so good. They are the so films. great. And the one that's the newest one in the feed actually features Roddy Flynn and Hello. Carrie Ginsburg hey. talking about the uh, film Who is Harry Kellerman? and why is he saying those terrible things about me? We'd never heard of it either. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, I hated so it. Go <laughs> so go watch it on YouTube and then come over and become a Patreon patron and subscribe to the original cast at the movies. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew not with you to lean on, darlings, you. With Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. It's the Tony Awards this Sunday. Everyone's excited in this room to talk about the Tonys, and I'm joined by Roddy Flynn. Hello. And Carrie Ginsburg. Hey there. Talk about the Tonys. And it's going to be good. we got a lot of shows. A lot of shows, but not a lot of shows. Yeah, it's a... Uh... If you were nominated for any Tony Awards, you were nominated for all the Tony <laughs> as Awards. As a show, yeah. right? <laughs> That seems very true. Um, yeah, so as, as we do every year, we're going to go through the Best Musical nominees one at a time and then do our predictions for this year's Tony Awards. And I have, just like we started last year, uh, a, a New York Interlopers picks in here as well. Uh, last year, we had Mark Robinson, the blogger, and this year we have Logan Culwell Block from Playbill giving us his picks. They are very exciting. He actually did the whole ballot. We're Whoa. just doing the musicals here because it's a musicals podcast. He did the whole ballot. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, good for him. I'm not going to read those picks. He's but very he, thorough. Very thorough is, is our logo. <laughs> and you'll actually be able to uh, watch the Tonys along with us. All three of us will be live tweeting the ceremony from my living room. So, at Carrie Ginsburg, at Roddy Flynn, I'm at Unknown Penguin. We'll be using the hashtag OriginalCastPod so you can follow along. And, and during commercial breaks we'll be live on instagram at original cast pod with our real-time thoughts and opinions whatever there are links in the description so um the four nominees for best musical at the tony awards this year are the band's visit 
Frozen, Mean Girls, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh-huh. So that's four. I just now. I am. I am just and now silence. noticing. <laughs> I didn't know. I honestly didn't notice this before, even though I've tweeted about this. That all four of them are based on. Well, three properties. of them are based on a movie. Right. Movies and one's based on a TV show. Right. I didn't realize that they were all. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And SpongeBob had a movie, so you could just lump you it could into just that lump category. it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no one saw the band's visit, so it's still running. You can still see it. No, no, um, I think you mean the film. The film, yeah. No oh, yeah, the film. No, the 2007 film. Oh, but it's so Israeli film. Actually, it, it was a big. Yeah. It was a big deal around here. I remember when it was playing at the AFI Silver, and it ran for a really long time. Yeah. I did see it. I will say, even though I was seeing almost everything at that point, but uh, no, I have watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. It is delightful. Yeah, it really, really is. So it's... you saw Carrie Mean Girls when it was here. I saw Mean Girls in DC. You also saw in the revivals category. You saw Once on This Island. I did in New York. Mm. And it Roddy, was so magical. Did you see anything else that w- that's up for Tony's? This you saw year? SpongeBob, didn't you? I saw SpongeBob. Oh, you saw SpongeBob. Oh, yes. Fantastic. So you're... on the same trip where I saw Once on This Island. We oh, also said right. the play that goes here. wrong. Just to round out the story, that play is amazing and everyone should go see it. Oh my God, it. I'm going to be in New York right when that closes. No! I really, really hope I can see it. No, before it closes. I'm okay. really hoping I can get, get your tickets it. now. Bobby would so. love it. And Roddy, you saw Mean Girls when it yes. was here in D.C. Did you see anything else? Uh, Once on this island and Carousel. Oh, and Carousel. Oh. Oh, and Carousel. Oh, carousel. Yes. yes. Swell clam bake it was, Yes. Right? Oh my Lord. A I, real I have things to say about Carousel. Let's talk about the revivals because we're not going to go through them very... Well, we will. Just not like... So many more things to say. Oh, do you? About, about the, the musical than the musicals? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um well I don't. So we're gonna okay. go through the revi- <laughs> we're gonna go through the revivals a little quick. So the for the three re- uh, nominated revivals are Carousel. Fair Lady. And once on this island. So Ones on this Island is constantly being revived, and that's wonderful, because it's a it's a great show, obviously, um, from the 90s, very beautiful music. But I thought this production was particularly cathartic and emotional. Yes. Everyone in the audience basically cried from the moment they walked into the theater until the moment it was over. It starts out <laughs> with... I dried up a little bit for, like, oh. at the minute 15 mark, and mm. then it started again right around the half hour mark. It is... So, so it starts out, I feel like the other Once in the Silence are very pretty and, and, and picturesque yes. and Caribbean. This is like Doctors Without Borders Island. Like it's, start, every, all the cast is on stage the whole time, once they open the house. Yes. And they're doing their business. And I could have watched that, just them going around, playing games, talking to each other so for 
it's, days. It's being performed at Circle in the Square. Yeah. So it's in the round. And so when the cast is on stage, they have one end of the stage that's flooded sort of like a lagoon or the entrance to the ocean. So there's this water element on stage. The rest of the stage is covered in sand. Right. There are live chickens and a goat. Yes. A goat with a diaper. The goat with a diaper. Well, yeah. Um and and then there are people who are walking around. Go, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the cast members are walking around this this performance space, this bit of the island that we see, and they are picking up trash that has come in from the ocean or that has blown onto the beach. Um so they are sort oh, of okay. cleaning up the space to get ready for the storytelling. And there's um the little girl, little Timoon, who um is running around and she's sort of engaging with everybody, but you s- I don't even know how to describe this as a, it's a play within a play. Oh, Once yeah. On yes, it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Play within We've a talked play. Well, if, you, if, you want, if you want a detailed oh, description that's right. of it, it actually, Michael Bobbitt. Michael Bobbitt did it when he was here. And actually, actually he that, did a formidable that, job. That yeah. episode will actually be re, will be back in your feed before too long during an intermission week uh, when Tinkerbell opens. So Fantastic. you can just wait for a couple weeks and it'll be back in this feed. Oh, and great. It's just such mm-hmm. a, Leah Salonga is a minor character. In this. She you is. know what I mean? Like when you have that, when yeah, you, Leah Salonga is your minor is Norm character. Norm Lewis is in it also? Yes. Alex Newell from Glee, who I loved in Glee and blows the roof off singing Mama Will Provide. Yeah. It is incredible. Having said that, um, it's a bit of a straightforward fairy tale. They it really is. beat you over the head with the point. And so that kind of uh, brings, for me, brought down my emotional investment in the show. It's mm. very, I don't want to say emotionally manipulative, but it's a, it's very- it's um, direct. Direct, yeah. yes. Yeah. Very direct. So it hits you, yeah, but it's great. And I love it. It's you kind of gonna... know where it's going from and the they, second it starts. Right. Yeah. They... I don't think it's going to win anything, but it's, I would love it. Oh, well. I wish Alex Newell was nominated for a they, The cast also does a lot of like- um, they they generate a lot of sort of the sound, not necessarily fully, but they they provide this like secondary accompaniment mm-hmm. to the songs on the stage, and they also do this really exquisite movement work outside of their choreography to like mm-hmm. create the car for right. the car accident. That was so cool. And and what does the storm look like? And how do how do the the elements, the gods? How do the gods sort of how they start off as as people? on the island and then they they start to acquire these other um costume elements and pieces and characteristics and the movements that that you know make them the gods in this story i mean it was just it was really fantastic to look at it really really was great love it yeah all right well that's a good one uh yeah i mean i love once on this island uh as a show a score i really like in fact if any of the shows on this list, if you're going to New York, I would say see Once on this Island first. I agree. Oh, that's a good bit. Yeah. Okay. I right. really agree. And Very I think cool. that this, I would really like it to win Best It's, it's been running for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been open for a while, so it's been running. Yeah, 2017. Um, we'll go in reverse alphabetical order. My Fair Lady revival. Anyone have any? Yeah, who was asking for this? I don't know. I feel, <laughs> I feel Well, I'll tell of... you, one listener for this podcast, Kevin Daly, was asking for this. He's always asking for My I Fair Lady I love My Fair revival. Lady, but... Do, do you? A very I do I do yeah. I love yeah. it. It's a perfect musical, but it's whoa. <laughs> Hang on, we cannot. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a great musical. Well, then but you I think were it's, asked... it's very well. It's well for it's. I think it's perfect. It's great. I, I, no, it's not great. It's perfect. It what is does a, that mean? Oh, you mean okay? So it's a perfect little box of a story that is told through songs that are cathartic and fun and and very up, very up the styles and very of the time. But the characterization strong. It's a perfect musical. 
I don't think you mean that the way it's coming off, though. You don't mean that it's like the perfect musical. <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean, I don't think it, it changes a, the form in any way. You mean like, it is a perfectly well-constructed yes. musical that ticks all the boxes when you yes. go to see a musical. Okay. In a little box. So it's like a little safe piece of little candy. Box. Like, you know, and it's, being the it's rival, like McDonald's. Which I haven't seen, but looking at everything that's been written about it and uh, looking at all the clips, it's a... Uh, it, the revival is very much uh, not trying to reinvent the wheel in any way of the musical. It feels well, very... except they changed the ending. What did they do? Well, see, I'm going to look this up actually because I, I meant so to. Look this up apparently, before. they have changed her intention at the ending when she um, walks back in the study. When she walks back in the study and he asks her, "Where are his slippers?" It's they apparently they have changed the intention of that line so it doesn't read as though she is in servitude. He's asking because he's incapable of taking care of himself, and so she gets to decide. She has the power in that moment over him. That's what I understood. My goodness. Look, I have I sort of have a Yeah, I'm gonna use the F word. I have a bit of a feminist conundrum. Yeah, as with well you both should. Both my fair lady and carousel being <laughs> yes. revived, having these this new quote quote take on femininity and the role of the abused or the suppressed woman yes. as directed by men. Yes. And there was a really interesting article, I think, in the New York Times in February that dives into this a little bit more, with also the the coming of the pretty woman musical and the mm -hmm. idea that like women in musicals need to be rescued, but what does that mean to the 2018 audience? And uh, I don't remember, what is her name? In My Fair Lady? No, 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 no. Um, Kathleen. Turner. <laughs> Marshall. I don't think Henders. <laughs> Never mind. We can either wait, wait, look it up in the article, but it doesn't matter. But somebody said somebody said that they are they are actively looking at these musicals and they are taking away elements and jokes that make them not palatable to the 2018 audience. What was that show? Kathleen Marshall. Kathleen Marshall. I was right, <laughs> even though I wasn't trying to be. Yes. Yeah, she's the one who said it. But did she say, she didn't say it about Carousel. Sweet no, Charity. Didn't. Sweet Charity. Sweet Charity. Oh. She's talking about Sweet Charity. Yeah, they are, they are removing jokes that are no longer palatable to a 2018 audience. And I want to know, why then is this the musical to revive? Why yeah. can't you leave those so, jokes and let yes. them be commentary on the time when the musical was originally produced? See if there's yes. a way to ground them in the current day or pick another show. Yeah, that would be my answer. Yes. Like if you can't, if this show has enough objectionable material in it that it must be rewritten then don't do it well and who is kathleen marshall oh i'm gonna say it. who is kathleen marshall to, to to decide what is or not is not questionable material yes because but what's questionable to one may not be questionable, questionable to, to another others. yes absolutely. you're never gonna you're never gonna please everybody absolutely. certainly not me. sweet charity is a weird one too that's a weird hill to die on because i don't think that's that great of a show either so that's a but no but it's it, but it's flashy and it's a dancey show yeah. and it's not done a lot and there's great roles for women in it even though it's of a very specific time when when well, when you say great roles women. for women do you mean large roles for yes. women okay yeah, yes there are i wouldn't say opportunities there are, for women they're in pretty show. yeah but i just had this had this episode hasn't come out yet but i talked when uh, ashley k nicholas and i are gonna you're gonna hear us talk about caroline or change oh oh and i use the expression that, that i thought had great roles for african-american Americans, and she, as an African-American actress, slightly objected. Sure. Because everybody's playing maids. They are. And she's just like, you just get super tired of that after a while. And so, you're right. It has very, all these shows have large roles for women. Yes, but thank not, you. But they're, they're not. I, they're I not said great roles. and I yeah. meant large. Roddy meant, said right. perfect, perfect and, and he, he meant, meant well constructed. No, yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roddy's going to die. Right, can I throw in something else on, yeah. on this? 
angle, which is that a lot of these shows, these revivals, um, uh, I don't want to say played with race, but but did maybe a colorblind casting oh, yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, incorporated race a bit more. And I hope that with revivals in the future, we start to gender queer um, characters more mm-hmm. and have, you know, not just, you know, have roles See, seriously played by men. Yes. And that's a way that to, would be carousel. Interesting to Carousel especially. That would be very yes, interesting. Yes. I'll save, I'll save my thoughts. So, well, but to wrap up My Fair Lady. So I, I, yeah. I don't, I have come a long way on My Fair Lady as Roddy would. Patrick was in My Fair Lady in high school. I was. It was my huge, it was the biggest role I ever had, I think. Can we YouTube that? No, but I'll post something about it. That That'd sounds awesome. Um, Let's find the I was, whole I was original Doolittle. video. Was Doolittle. <gasps> I was Doolittle as a freshman. It was me and all seniors. And and uh, why are you fancy? I was, I was gonna say fancy. not to brag or anything. Well, super bra- right. humble it was brag. Right, fantastic for me. Not even humble about it. Humble um, brags. A sophomore played. Uh, right, of course. Freddie, but I played the. Uh, yeah, it was one of the, anyway. Um, I was Norbert. I was Norbert Leo. I was Norbert Leo Butts. He got old. Um, Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah. I think he stopped dying his hair. Is actually what mm. happened. I think he's letting his age show. Mm. But um, or he got old. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> distinguished. He's also too young. I did look up. He's too young to play Doolittle. <laughs> like well, yes, opinion, and well, Doolittle's an old guy. But in any event, yeah. with My Fair Lady, I, I have really come around to the point where I, I don't think it's a perfect musical. I, I actually think it's an inferior adaptation of the play. I think the play, oh, I never seen Pygmalion, the play. is way better than mm. the musical, and the musical doesn't it's really... It's not often done. It, because it's My Fair Lady. I, and it, it's it also is, George Bernard Shaw, well, you so kind it's of, like... You long. kind of have... It is very long. You kind of have seen the play because they just use the script. Yeah. From oh, the play and interesting. put songs in in certain yeah. sections, so you haven't seen the whole thing, but like I don't know if you remember You've seen the highlights. Yeah, like the whole the scene that I had in the, uh, Doolittle and Higgins when Doolittle comes to get Eliza from Higgins's house. Uh-huh. That scene, that whole long scene, is all Shaw. It's straight hmm. lifted out of the play. Now there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it, the musical doesn't really add anything to the show, and the musical uh, the play has a much better ending where Eliza does not come back. She leaves. Higgins oh. alone. So, and in that sense, though, Alan Lerner did a really lovely job um, honoring the original text into the language in the lyrics of the musical. Mm-hmm. I think it's their best it score. I think Lerner and Lowe, like, as like I a, love as a CD. Yes. I think it's phenomenal. Oh, I love oh, and yes. I, the play. Pygmalion is great. When you put the two together, I don't, I don't care for it. Uh, I also feel like as it. a as a sound as a cast album. You can understand the story arc yeah. from start to finish mm-hmm. listening to the album, whereas some modern musicals, that is really not the case. Yeah. And I love, yeah, and I, I think it's great. So that's that's fun. That's great. All right. Close My Fair Lady. Okay. All right. Carousel. Carousel. So Carousel. Once again, Roddy and I have to recuse ourselves a little Why? Bit. Don't you know one of the producers in this? And so do I. Isn't oh, this the I? same? Oh, yes. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is just like Natasha Pierre. We don't have to recuse ourselves. We just have to announce that yes. at the beginning. Um, oh okay. Yeah, it's the same. They're not. They don't work together, but they seem to produce all the same shows together. Yeah. Uh, we're in charge of this bet. So, but to that end, mm-hmm. I have said it on this show many times, and I've said it privately in conversation to people. I don't like this show. I, I really think that Carousel is a bad show. In the it is writing. certainly a problem musical. Yeah. But the, I mean, it's the thing of like I've gotten in discussions with people. before. Why do you think it's a bad show? I mean, so, the music, how can you? My the Fair Lady, the music's gorgeous. Score is absolutely gorgeous. My Fair Lady is a show about My a, Fair Lady. Wait, no, I'm I'm gonna draw a comparison. Okay, here. My Fair Lady is a is a is a show about uh, a man changing a woman ostensibly to improve her station in life, and then she winds up coming back to him, even though he's terrible to her. That's problematic to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you can stage your way out of it. Maybe they're trying anyway. Mm-hmm. Carousel, at its core, is about how domestic abuse can equal love. 
Yes. And that is a bad message. Yes, though I don't think that... I don't think that was the intention. I think the show um, solidly, and not just a survival, the, the, mm-hmm. does say that domestic abuse is morally wrong. It's a moral failing of Billy's that he did this. However, where I think this comes out is with um, uh, Julie and her in the in the show. She's written as never. Um, she never sees the moral failing of domestic abuse. She's always equates it with love. The way that he talks to his daughter and when he revisits him after her after he dies equates it with love. But in the heavenly scenes, it is very much that this is his failing and why he and this is not something that's good. It's that doesn't glorify domestic abuse, but it treats it as kind of a character flaw, but not an act of violence. Me. That's but they changed wrong. the line. Well, right, because there is a line in the. What was the line? So it, ooh, paraphrase is that yeah. sometimes when you're hit, it can feel like a kiss. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they changed the line to be something to the effect of sometimes when you're hit, it hurts, but it is still as intimate as a kiss or something like that. And I don't think that. And she says that, right? Actually, I don't think that's. No, right. yeah. Julie says it. Julie yeah. says it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, well, and no, I think someone will tweet that I'm wrong. <laughs> that's really that's what it a is. long walk for a, you know for a short relief. That's... Yeah, I didn't pick up on any and I any changes that I found noticeable. I was looking for them. Sure, it did feel like they rushed through some of the dialogue that was about. Um... <laughs> Let's just get over this, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely a very problematic um, mm-hmm. show. Yeah, but I, I think it, that it, it, yeah, I mean, because correct me if I'm wrong, but. Does is the because you've seen this more recently than I have, but in my memory, B- Billy gets his daughter to see right, like to get on the right path in her life by hitting her through like from heaven. Am I yeah. wrong about that? Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. He reaches down and strikes and at her. strikes yeah. her, and that's not okay. Right. No. No. So no. the whole resolution of the play is based around domestic abuse of a certain ilk. Now it's fantastical. There's a lot happening, and it isn't. I will admit, not that simple, but yeah. that's what happens. Right. And so yeah. that's why I think it's a bad show. I think it's a bad show and I think it deserves to be put away. It just like, and done, they can do cast album, like you want to do a concert versions, you want to do all kinds of stuff like that. Great. But it is, because the score is gorgeous, but it is a bad show, mm. in my opinion, and does not deserve to be done anymore. In uh, 1992, in the West End, they did a new production and they tried to resolve some of these problematic mm-hmm. um, story issues and it didn't work. Yeah. That was, which doesn't surprise me. It didn't work. Because there's not, the other thing about Carousel, one of the reasons the score can be as gorgeous as it is is because not a lot happens. Right, yeah. It's a very, but it really doesn't. Like, or not a lot happens on stage. There's not a lot of plot. I mean, yeah. there's not like, there, there is a plot. Julie and Billy's love story and then them having a kid is a plot. Sure. And him dying and coming back. Like that's a, that is a plot. But, it's a very loose plot. I mean, it's a three-hour show, and that takes up maybe 45 minutes of stage time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it does happen. Now, it should... I, I will concede here. It is a landmark musical. It is an important musical yeah. in terms of the, the forwarding of the music of music theater. And I do think that the soliloquy at the end of Act One, Billy's Soliloquy, is one of the greatest music theater songs ever composed for... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's seven and a yes. half minutes of just sheer genius. And also, if I loved you in Act One, is, is well, and Renee Fleming singing uh, "You'll Never Walk Alone" was yeah. a spiritual yeah. experience. Right? I bet oh. it she was. Is, yeah. Like, yeah, but so that's what I mean. Like, let's get all these people together and let's do an encore concert and let's just move. Like, it, to me, it does not. If you want to perform the score, great, but 
this is taking up theater space, in my opinion. There was a concert a couple of years ago. Yeah, they do it all the time. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, it pops up. Yeah. I'm or also, not do it. I don't. I guess, I guess I'd be more in favor of not doing it than just sort of reviving parts of it. Up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're, to quote or paraphrase Whoopi Goldberg, mm. you know, to erase Goodbye. these things would be to pretend that they didn't exist. Oh, yes. absolutely. And yes. so we have to recognize, maybe if there's a way to provide context without actually changing the lines I of it or. I don't think no matter, no matter what you do with Carousel, it's going to exist. It is a yeah. very famous show. It's got a beautiful score. People are going to keep bringing it back. It's just the Broadway level revival. That's what I have a problem with more yeah. than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. The dancing was incredible. Yeah, the, I believe the ballet, it. ballet. Oh, yeah. The second act ballet. The and, ballet. Which yes, is the argument to reviving it. I mean, it's the thing of like, because you're never going to do that right. that way at a concert. Like, So I do get, for moments like that, is it worth revival? You could make a, 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 a case, but I don't know. It's just and there, such I a problem. I saw some stuff written <laughs> that so I think bad. is unfair, which is that the, the, the new blow high, blow low choreography is like, again, ballet. It's not kind of a... I'm not sure what the opposite of ballet is, but um, hip hop. I don't know. Well, it's I, not. I say it's not how I've traditionally <laughs> seen it. It's 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 much more flowing than I've seen that number choreographed oh, in other productions I saw. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. It's very yes, lyrical. What a great word. Um, very lyrical. And I saw written up that it's really gay, and I think that's unfair. It is very homoerotic. It's not Whoa. gay in the way that's like, you know, dancing down Christopher Street, but yeah. it is definitely implying some things about these gentlemen on the ship. My. And I think that's great. Like, it's a different, sure. it's, it's a more, it's taking what's always been kind of a whispered subtext and doesn't make it something to laugh at, but it makes it something to absorb. It brings it to the front. Yes. Yeah. And Richard Rogers would hate that, so I'm in favor well, of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Noted homophobe. <Richard> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And even though his partner for years, Lorenz Ard, was gay. Anyway, moving on. So mm-hmm. that's those are the revivals. Um, there's a lot of other. There were a bunch of revivals this year uh, that I sort of came and go. I, as I know, as I say often in the show, I'm generally on the whole anti-revival. Uh, but if I was forced to pick a side in that war, wait, remind me why you're anti-revival? Because I want to see new shows. Oh, okay. Produced. Yeah. Um, and if there's a like, there are some times where, especially less successful shows, bringing mm-hmm. back less successful shows that now are more. Like also when Ash, uh, when Ashley is going to be here, you'll hear us talk about how I think it's time to revive Carolina Change because it was kind of ahead of its time in two thousand and and four, and is now much more the sort of subtle things it has to say about white privilege and race are much more ap- uh, applicable to modern times than they are uh, they were in two thousand four in terms of our national conversation. Mm-hmm. So in any event, if you're going to revive something, there should be a point. Mm-hmm. But so let's talk about these musicals. Mean Girls. So your best friend screwed you over, acted nice when she not nice. Well, I have some advice, because it's happened to me twice. Here's my secret strategy. It always works, because the world doesn't end. It just feels like it does. So raise your right finger and solemnly swear whatever they say about me. Say you make me mad, and if you treat me bad, I'll say you're bad. And if I eat alone from this moment on, that's just what I'll do. Cause I'd rather be me, I'd rather be me, I'd rather be me than be with you. You guys both saw it when it was here. Now, it should be noted that it is uh, different, very different than it was uh, when it was in DC. One might say overhauled. Would you say overhauled? Look at I, I mean, God, I, I hope so. Know. 
They really they several songs were replaced. Mm-hmm. Is the big note yeah. I've seen. I don't know about overhaul, it looks like but it was half of Act One is different. Okay, then it, it would through did you the listen? Wikipedia so, page. Ah, it appeared as okay. though half of Act One was different, and a large chunk of Act Two was different. Some of the concerns that I. I'll and be the honest. finale is different, which is huge. I mean, huge. that's all right. You know, I'm just gonna yeah. put it out there, sure, and then go I'm gonna ahead. lean back so Roddy doesn't hit me. Um, <laughs> I was not a fan of what I saw in DC. How dare you! <laughs> I literally <laughs> just leaned back all. in my chair. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I loved what I, I saw. I mean, don't like me less. But that's why that's we're good. here. No, that's yeah. good. It was. I'm glad. Yeah, it was very fun. Well, did you like the movie? I love the movie. Me As too. Do I. Yeah. Love the movie. Yes. Um, I feel like the musical expanded on what I liked about the movie and shrunk what I didn't like about the movie. So what did you like that was expanded? Damien. Uh-huh. Um, had a bigger role, mm-hmm. a more impactful role. Uh-huh. Um, Katie was not the vessel by which we saw everything, right? She was uh-huh. more the inciting incident. You and were then seeing stuff- everything through this framework through of an anti-bully Damien's campaign. Right. Well... Kind of, but it's also not like simplistic in that way because they do bully Re- Re- Regina at the end, like well, the when movie, she becomes fatter. The movie mm-hmm. is kind of like that, also though. Like Tina Fey's closing speech mm-hmm. in yeah. the movie is very She's much a an anti-bullying She's a point, speech. Point yeah. to make. I also thought you understood more why Regina's popular. It just you saw her more interacting with her classmates in the ensemble in in a way that I just found it, it made more sense to me why they actually worshipped her as opposed to just sort of stating that at the beginning. I also loved the songs and the dancing and it was all just so fun. Now it was, my objection to it was that it was too long. I am generally against anything that requires an intermission. But, (laughs) and this really much required an intermission. It was what, two hours and 20 minutes? Oh, when we saw it, including the intermission? It was almost three hours long. Yeah, including the intermission. Yeah. It's, Long. This is not a three-hour musical. And it shouldn't be a three-hour musical. <laughs> and it was a waste of Carrie Butler, who I love, and she she plays all the adults. All of the adults. Um, really. Oh, really? She, yeah, yes. she plays That's Katie's mom, she plays Regina's mom, she plays the teacher, yeah. the Tina Fey character. And she's wonderful, but she doesn't do much. She sings no, no, weird no. throwaway. I, think I saw they cut that one song mm-hmm. that she sings about love, yeah. which is was dumb. Um, but, but again, uh, then why... Why have that name? Why have that talent right. to put her on a shelf? I, I, fu- I fully agree that, yeah. that that she was wasted. But I loved it. There's a, there's a song where they're all dancing with the, in the cafeteria with the the cafeteria trays, uh-huh. and they're hitting stuff. And there's a song at the big party, and Regina's singing "Burn It Down." Uh-huh. It is I all of those things. I was like out of my my seat with really? excitement. Yes. Right. Carrie, you have two minutes for a retort. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said a really interesting thing to me when you saw it was that it wasn't like a lot of movie musical adaptations for you because you were expecting so- like moments in the movie to be musicalized that yes. you found memorable. Yeah. So there are a number of things. Actually, um, Heather Hurley, who was on this podcast, yes. friend of the podcast, had a really interesting thing to say, which is that Tina Fey's pace of comic writing doesn't serve well on the stage. Because the jokes are rapid fire, one after another. And so if the audience is laughing to catch up, they're missing the setup or the punchline for a joke that comes next. So everything, and this could be one of the reasons why it was three hours long, everything would sort of screech to a halt when the audience was laughing, particularly at those big quotable lines from the film, like you go, Clen Coco. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. waiting for it to happen. And then it happens, and then everybody... 
has to laugh, 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 laugh. And right. the audience, the, the cast on stage sort of did this. And I saw it very, very early in the run. So maybe things got, I know they were working on it here. I also know and that a lot of people really enjoyed it. Oh, so okay. this truly is my opinion. But it also looked like the cast on stage was like, here's this funny line, cut to the audience. And they all mm. sort of like stopped and looked while the audience just sort of Giggle, giggle, giggled. Yeah, you could say they're yeah, trying kind to. Of. They were trying yeah. to find yeah. the laughs in those early the, performances. The set was um, uh, projection and mm-hmm. video walls, which I am tired of seeing um, because I got a lot of it in the Curious Incident of the Dog and, I, and uh, Dear Evan Hansen. So I didn't really mm-hmm. feel while it helped move the scene changes along, I didn't really feel like I was seeing anything new in that regard. Um, a lot of the choreography, the dancing on the trays, to me is very a high school musical. It's, oh, I it's, loved it. It's newsies. It's there. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and and maybe that's okay, <laughs> right? That no, piece, Roddy's just like nodding his no, head, like yes yes. yes, 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 yes. But I think I think one of the things that upset me the most. Nope, there are a number of things. So I'm right. just gonna keep going. I might have exceeded my two minutes, but I no, I'm fine. opting for longer. But um, I wanted some of the more quotable moments to be musical numbers, a la Bend and Snap in Legally Blonde. And I know mm-hmm. you and Don Mike spoke about Legally Blonde and, and a love-hate relationship with that musical. It, I have a big fluffy place for it in my heart sure. because I thought it was a nice adaptation of the film. Um, what I liked about Bend and Snap as a musical number is that it took this small moment and it blew it into something a little bit bigger that we also saw some character development. I didn't really see that in Mean Girls. Um, I I also, I also was really distressed that the first time we see the plastics, um, Regina George says, my name is Regina George and I am a massive deal. Mm-hmm. If she's a massive deal, she doesn't have to say it. Everybody else should say it. That's where like Heather's the musical works a little bit better for me, which Patrick introduced me to, than Mean Girls. And Heather's is also another one of these, actually, I think it's the original Girls Bullying Girls musical of modern times. It's the the original Girls Bullying Girls movie in the sort of like high school setting, yeah. Yeah, I I thought that Heather's did a much better job of everybody else commenting on how important and popular the, the the Heathers are versus in this where Regina George actually says, I'm a massive deal. She shouldn't have to say that. I thought that there were far too many reprises that didn't do anything to move this, the, the, um, the story along. It got bogged, bogged, bogged down and trying to be uber faithful to the film. And the song that I thought worked the best, which is also a throwaway, is is Karen's sexy Halloween song. Oh yeah, I oh, love God, Karen. Which yes. Oh, that great. Me oh my gosh, up. yeah. I did it. If the whole musical had sort of been like that number, I would have been in it for the long haul. As it was at intermission, my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, do, I mean, do we stay for the second act? Should <gasps> really? we? 
Wow. Should we go? Because we just felt let down. And maybe mm-hmm. it's a, maybe this is an example of expectation being too high. Well, that's the issue with adapting a movie period, is that you come in with that preconceived notion of the movie. Yeah. And the most successful movie musical adaptations, in my opinion, are the ones that partially reinvent the film they're based on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, going back to Little Night Music being the classic example of probably the best musical based on a movie ever. But Heather's and Bring It On will Mm. will stay in this milieu. And even Legally Blonde to a certain extent. They... And American Psycho. Oh, yeah. No. I know he... Okay, anyway. Uh, I love American Psycho. I know oh, I don't do. know that musical. Um, it's it, weird. You ever heard a Duncan Cheek song? Yes, I have. Then you know the musical. Um, With Alice Ripley, though, right? <laughs> was Alice Ripley in it? Yeah, didn't she, she sing like was one she? song in Act 2? Matt Smith was was uh, he of Doctor Who, was, was the American Psycho. But uh, so, but yeah, to, to the point. But yeah, I, I will say that it did do that. I know the American Psycho musical did took the story and the spirit of the story, and then goes, okay, now this is a musical. So what do we need to do to make the theme of this movie and these characters work in a musical universe? And that is why I mean I have sung the praises of Heather's a billion times on this show, and I will continue to to sing its praises endlessly until all of you have bought the damn. Listen, it's on YouTube. Just it's listen to great. the damn cast album; it's amazing. Barrett and, is also in Heather's and uh, lyrics by Neil Benjamin, lyric mm-hmm. lyricist for this show, and also Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Um, mm-hmm. But so he's got a man. Man's got a niche. But I, I was struck by only having listened to the cast album. Uh, a cast album, I will admit, I did not, I was, I only finished because we were going to talk about it today. I forced myself to power mm-hmm. through it. Um, I found the score to be very, very banal and mm-hmm. uninteresting, except when it wasn't. And the two songs that stuck out to me, I mean, Sexy is mm-hmm. absolutely. That's the Karen's um, Halloween song, yes, right? Yes. Okay. The other one, though, Roddy, speaking to what, which I don't, now that I'm looking at the song list, wasn't in the show. When it was here in D.C. Um, did you listen to the album? Yeah. So Stop, Damien's song at the top of Act 2. Stop posting comments on YouTube as four different people that heard the lovely was pitchy. Stop, stop, stop. stop. I really had to stop. He didn't stop. Because when you feel attacked, that's a feeling, not a fact. Don't jump online and react. You really need to stop. Stop. Picking at the emotional zit that you can't pop. For four whole weeks, I trolled and dissed her. And then I found out she was his sister. Stop. Hashtag obsessed. Stop. And now he won't talk to me. And he won't accept my edible arrangements. Yes. No. Is it, didn't, was, I haven't heard it. Okay. Well, so on the cast album, it, he now has a song at the top of Act 2 where he brings out all the girls. And is like, we just need to stop hating on each other, like oh. being obsessed with boys. And he tells a story about a boy he was obsessed with within, at theater camp, which is a riot. And then we hear all these other stories, and it's a really funny tap number, oh, cool. eventually, about, like, we just need to stop yeah. being idiots about this and stop lowering our, ourselves to get attention of boys. It's a great song. It tells a great point in the musical. Um, but it was the last point in the musical where I was really interested and it was the top of act two. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think that um, I agree with everything that Carrie said, but I saw it all as features, not 
bugs. Like, I do think uh, that the jokes were, like, mile a minute, and I loved it. I thought that it was, there was a lot of telling you what's happening, and I loved that. And I loved how, um... I did notice that listening to the album, though, Carrie, but you pointed out, I wrote it down, that there's a lot of people, it's a lot of t- uh, tell, not show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being told who well, this these Tina people Fe- are. I'm, like, Tina Fey's writing is not subtle. I don't, I wouldn't, like... It, it's not subtle in its characterization, but that doesn't mean yeah. it can't be... But, like, you cannot have a character walk on stage and say, I'm in B, I'm very important, unless the song... But she insists upon her importance. I mean... Eventually, it pays off. But in the in- yeah. initial moment, it feels... It, I don't know, it just... Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would, love for, I would love for something, like, in her opening number, everybody else is saying, I'm a massive deal. And then when she is humiliated, she brings it back. Mm-hmm. That's when she says it. I one thing I think that I'm realization I'm coming to now is that I have no interest in listening to the cast album again, but I would pay to see the show again. Whoa, hmm. it, it that's just, interesting. The whole experience I would love to see because I don't think yeah, I, I was thinking think that as score... I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I want to see this again. Like, I'm going to New York, I'm going to see if I get cheap tickets or something. Yeah, yeah, which I probably won't be able to. But um, I'd it's going to run for well, it's it's, it's yeah. going to run for at least a year. I mean, it, it's it's already sold tickets out that far in advance. Yeah. But um, I do wonder because in the stage adaptation there is now a lot of emphasis placed on technology and social media and the jokes are extremely current to right now. Mm-hmm. So what happens in a year when this technology is obsolete and the political jokes evolve to something else? Are they going to rewrite the musical or is it going to become this thing it. that's sort of stuck in time and is no longer relevant to I the current... I can't believe Tina Fey would let anyone rewrite her. I'm just... Well, I think they would change jokes, individual... I, but I think she would. No, she might she do it. She might. But I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't... Well, anyway... Um, but yeah, that, it was weird because when did the movie come out? 2006? 2004. Four? Yeah, I mean, so it's pre social media. Yeah. Yes. The burn book is the whole thing right. in the movie. Yeah. It did also, I will say, this musical did something that a lot of movie musical adaptations can do, and that is it revealed a lot of flaws in the movie to mm. me. Um, where I kind of realized there are certain, especially the end, how the end of the movie doesn't really work. It, the movie just kind of like a lot of comedies peters out mm-hmm. it ends with a big emotional speech there's and a then bus she gets hit by a bus because frankly well, what else the end well but that's kind of the climax <laughs> of the movie though and then oh, then so then to tackle <laughs> but then to have so that the movie can have a climax we have the mathletes finale yeah. which is something oh, that yeah, we've been kind yeah. of ignore like we brought up at the beginning right really ignoring and then, oh yeah, I didn't like that. And then she back. had to be yeah. stupid. Math is hard, right? Yeah, so it's that a, way she could get the boy. Which and so in those it was also a little dumb. Those moments are great. Like that moment in the movie and in the musical, I really like that she pretends to need tutoring to get to the yeah. boy because she's doing the thing yeah. that overtly she wouldn't ever do. Right. And it's a nice example of showing and not telling. Like she's lowering herself to get yes. a boy's attention in a very small way, but that's how it starts. Like mm-hmm. that, and that's kind of the point of the movie. But the movie and the musical to me just kind of. Fleh. They changed the finale from when you guys see it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you saw it, it was called Here You Can Sit With Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now called I See Stars, which is a very aspirational, like all women are beautiful kind Uplifty. of number. Yeah. Is, that's kind of yeah. how I, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very, I would like to see it because I feel like, I take your point, Roddy, that like I imagine seeing it is much better than listening to it because the score is really nothing special in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think it is worthwhile to note that um, Mean Girls did win a 2018 Helen Hayes Award for Outstanding Visiting Production. You just had to bring it around to the Helen. We get it. You won another Helen Shut Hayes. Shut up! No, that's not who I am! A two-time no, Helen Hayes winner. Stop, please. That's not what I meant. 
You didn't mention <laughs> no, that at the time. No. I was actually actually meant to bring that up. So no, that's okay. One no. week ago, Carrie yeah, won her Carrie second, won second. This Helen Hayes. This is no. now, now I'm being serious. Now I'm being serious. I was so happy <laughs> no. that you won. I was for a different Thank category. You. No, like that's not who I am. I know but that's I not am, who you are. I'm gunning for a box set. Yeah. So, right. like, we, that's what I said. The Holly Twyford box set. You want yes. the Holly Twyford memorial case? And that you would be that yeah. would be extraordinary. Now that we've put it out there, it's okay. Again, but like, but, but, We're but, putting energy into. But the I will say that there was sort of this when it was announced. Yeah. there was sort of this buzz of like, is Tina Fey here? Is Tina, Tina Fey no, was, Tina not, was there. not there. No. And there. nobody accepted. Nor, I'm nor, of Tina Fey. Nor, like I would not expect her to be there either. Like, it's what not, are you talking nice about? Why there, wouldn't she be there? Famous people come. It's on their Wikipedia page now that they won. Everything else is pending, 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 pending. Right. Well, but it is pending. Whatever. The point this of the Sunday. story is this. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, right. now let's talk about Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. I am one with the wind and sky. Let it go. Let it go. You'll never see me cry. Here I stand. And here. Yes. So I didn't. I, I've obviously seen seen the movie. Yeah. Seen the movie. Oh yes. Okay. We've all seen the movie. Um, I may have let it go in my rep book because who doesn't? That's a beautiful song. I. Yeah. No. No. I can't complaints. wait until your girls are old enough, and Just... then that's your life. <laughs> <laughs> they could be Anna and Elsa. That. Oh, but then they're gonna fight about who's who. That's yeah. That was my next thought. We're yeah. not. You never know. Anyway, so I Frozen. had a tough time with the with the with even doing research on Frozen. I don't know why. Maybe you can help me unpack this. Sure. I want this show to fail, Whoa. and it's not failing. It isn't going to fail. It's not, it's not going, going to fail. To. No. But I wanted to win nothing. Well, okay. I don't know why. You could get why that. Why do wish. I feel that? I don't. It's. I don't know. Maybe talk to my therapist about it. But it's. <laughs> Every, like, every time I watch the clip, imagine, I just imagine your therapist being like, "I mean, it's your money." Uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. I will say every time I watched a clip, I rolled my eyes. Every time I read, I was like, constantly maybe because it's like, so Ugh. earnest. I most of the songs that were added for this stage show, I could do without, except. Ooh, okay. I like the Huga song so much. About your body, nothing we haven't seen. Whip yourself with a branch and you will feel nice and clean. Go on, get in the sauna. Come on, you know you wow now. First, you have to dance. Really? I like the Hooga songs so. Now, I just now. Only because it's completely ridiculous. I just now noticed it is the act two opener. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. Now that I like I didn't quite know where we were listening mm-hmm. to the album. Yeah. So Let It Go is the Act One finale. Right, as which it should makes be. perfect sense. And and Huga is the act two opener. Yeah. In that case, that is what that song needs to be. It needs oh, to yeah. be large and loud and ridiculous. And, and bringing silly. everybody back <laughs> yeah. in. So in that case, yeah. fine. Yeah. I will I was opposed to it until I just noticed that that's totally cool. Um It's delightfully silly and there's yes. so much umlaut, it just made my day when I listened to it. <laughs> But the rest of the rest of the new songs, I'm just sort of like meh about. Yeah, it, it, I liked um. What was that second act song that um Elsa sang? Monster. Monster. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I thought that was cute. It was okay. That was one of the. What were the sing the singles they released? Yeah. Were Monster. True love. True love. Um. True love was was that the one that I thought I was redundant? 
I thought, honestly, that the monster song was a little redundant of Let It Go. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Same yeah. themes. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. I did but it felt like they needed to insert the number in the second act. That, yeah. Like, it's like yeah. she needs another big number because... Because she's the lead. Damn, that girl can Well, they need but... to... It, it, it was the decision of... Oh, a beautiful voice. Yeah. 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 When they do this... And Disney has a problem with this, actually, when they adapt their shows to the stage. Mm-hmm. Of, like... It seems like they're going through this very tight screenplay with these songs that are perf- perfectly placed mm. in this very well-constructed film and going, well, that moment can be musicalized. That moment can, not, not should be, yeah. but can be. Yeah. And that is a moment that I think actually maybe should be musicalized where the men show up at the ice castle and she tries and to kill, kill them. And it's a kill the beast moment. It sh- yeah. That probably should be musicalized. So that I kind of enjoyed. But like Hans of the Southern Isles was so yeah. redundant <laughs> yeah. to Love is an Open Door in yeah. terms of what was going on yeah. that it, it didn't need to be a song. It's no. a scene. Yeah. And then like we're going to sing our song later. So it really, listening to this really let me know how well made the movie is. Like it really mm-hmm. was like the movie's so tight mm-hmm. and well put together and well structured and affecting and this musical is slowing that down. I, I did think that the inclusion of Dangerous to Dream in Act One was interesting. That was another, yeah. Um, and yeah. It's, it's Elsa's sort of internal monologue as she's at her invocation. Yes. I wish I could tell the truth, show you who's behind the door. I wish you knew what all this pantomime and pageantry was for. I have to be so cautious And it's a good moment to me, another good moment to musicalize. But like, yeah, I don't know. It like the whole, it took, the show takes now a long time to get the story started. Yeah. You know, we're five songs in before Do You Want to Build a Snowman, which is ostensibly the opening Opening song of the movie. Right. And. Well, but you could, they, you know, Disney, Disney did the, the montage thing where it's like, we see them very small. We see them growing up. We see the parents trying. We see them getting on the boat. We see the shipwreck. We see the funeral. That can happen on film in five minutes. It's a little bit more difficult for a children's show, which ostensibly this is becoming. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, sure. To to wrap that on stage so quickly because there's just too much. Now, I will tell you, when we were in New York on our theater weekend, there were so many little girls dressed up with their parents mm-hmm. as Anna and also mm-hmm. walking down the street. And it just brought me oh, so sure. much joy. We took an elevator ride with like three Elsas and an Anna. And I was like, you ladies look beautiful. And they all like spun around to like show me <laughs> their like, dresses. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best elevator ride yeah, of my yeah. life. Oh yeah. And then I looked at my husband. I was like, why don't I have an Elsa dress? And he was like, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Cause you're such an Anna, Carrie. Come yeah, I know. Uh, I'm more of an Olaf, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I do I have no objection to this being a stage show for just no. for that reason. Like yeah. whatever. It's sure. I don't want it to fail. The New York Times wrote it was the show is not never less than professional, if not ever more. Oh yeah. my which is it feels very, <laughs> very conservative in terms of like we are taking no risks. Mm-hmm. This can make a lot of money if we do this right. Yeah. So all the moments that you want are there mm-hmm. and here we go and present and everyone smile and we're done. <laughs> That'll be one hundred and fifty dollars. That's the. It feels very produced, un, which is well. It's unlike, a very Disney musical. But unlike their other Disney, like 
they really did take some structural chances with Mermaid when they adapted it, with Aladdin when they adapted it. Well, I think that's because there were there were elements that they had like how do you make people fly how do you make people swim sure. how do you make how do you bring the animals to life in the lion king which is i mean this lion is king just is like, such a huge hit it's i can't just... tell you how many like youtube rabbit holes i fell down trying to find somebody with the cell phone illegally illegally, illegally yes recording the Elsa costume change and let it go. Because that's that's really all mm-hmm. I want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see that and I want to see the trolls in Fixer Upper. I want to see if they're all puppets or if they're people dressed as trolls. But like... I'm going to say it's probably people dressed as trolls. But I don't, I don't know that to be true. I mean, but you see where my priorities I do. are. I do. But like, <laughs> you want to see how they did it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but if that's the most difficult moment, I, I, I don't think that there was anything for them to really have to... Them. Let me be specific in language. I don't really think that there was much for like Disney theatrics to have to stretch for mm-hmm. to bring this to life. Oh, also, they're not trolls anymore. It, what? They're called the hidden folk. Oh, because like DreamWorks has a, has a trademark on the... Oh, well, pa- Patrick just did in three seconds what I've been looking for for like the <laughs> last six weeks. Well. I mean, they're so pretty in their stag leaps, but mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, hey, whatever. It's also a lot more that's recent. That's a long Maybe that's why song. They... There was another, like, it's another thing that, like, especially Disney musicals do. But, like, I, I never, ever, 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 ever want to see the Aladdin stage production. Uh, because, in my opinion, it, it is an absolute abomination of an adaptation. And oh. the, like, songs that you love, like... Uh, Friend Like Me, mm-hmm. four minutes of beautiful insanity is eight minutes mm-hmm. with oh, like, you know, monologuing in the middle no, no. and like shtick. No. And it's just like, you have, you have missed what made mm-hmm. this good. No. You've, you've, you've gone past it. And that's what a couple, like Fixer Upper is a long song, a very long dance mm-hmm. number now. And like, I'm not, yeah. you know, who also we, we do not get in this musical, you know, who needs an evil solo? Hans needs an mm-hmm. evil solo. That moment should be a musical. He, him chasing down Anna, or excuse me, Elsa is musicalized with Colder by the Minute, but he doesn't have his This Was My Plan All Along song, right. yeah. which he really deserves. Yeah. You know, and also a twist. If you're going to have a song like Hans of the Southern Isles, how about a twisted reprise of Hans of the Southern, Southern Isles? Yeah. Like, let's take that same song and let's turn it on its head mm-hmm. and see this guy is actually a villain. And yeah. all those things he was touting as his own, like, aren't I a good guy? Yeah. Turn out to be a bad guy. Yeah, so there's there's missed moments and there's too much stuff's too long and it's all yeah. kind of... But whatever, it's it's very yeah. harmless. I, I would have probably agree with that New York Times. But the, <laughs> but the entire core of the film, so Christian Alexander Lopez, Robert Lopez, and Jennifer Lee... Yeah, yeah. ...worked on the stage adaptation. Oh, sure. So these are very, very smart, very talented, mm-hmm. very recognized individuals just missing mm-hmm. the mark, it sounds like. I think working, under, I think working yes. under a thumb, and I think also there's a sequel coming out that they're all Frozen also two. working on. Oh, there's Frozen 2? That would probably yes. get much oh. more attention of their time. In time attention. for Christmas this year, I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot. This is a, They are now at the, at the forefront of a franchise. Did you know that Robert Lopez is the youngest EGOT recipient? Yes. He's the fastest EGOT recipient. Yep. And he's, and he's also a multiple multi He's the EGOT. only double EGOT. He's done all of them he's twice? He's done all of them twice. And he could... He's, Isn't that absurd? He is 30... He's like 12. He's No, he's like 43. Yeah. I think. I looked this up the other day. He's won... Yeah. He's won... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this what's right. The, 
What are the Tonys? The T? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Book of Mormon. I'm going to pull it all up. But yeah, Book of Mormon Avenue, Avenue Q. Q. Oh. Um, he won two Tonys for Avenue two, Q, uh, for uh, Book of Mormon because he co-wrote the book. He's got two Oscars for, for for Let It Go and Coco. Just this last year, Remember, Remember Me. Remember Me. He has two Daytime Emmy Awards for oh, his Coco. music on Wonder Pets. Yeah. And he has three Grammy Awards for, uh, for Best it... Music Theater Album for Book of Mormon, Best Soundtrack uh, with Frozen, and Best Song Written for Visual Media with Let It Go. Wow. So he's won two. So if he wins. So there are a lot of Grammys. He's amazing. There are a lot of Grammys. Yeah. Grammy's the easiest he got to win, part to win to win. Um, but he just needs one more Emmy. Yeah. One more Emmy, one more Oscar, and he has a triple got and he's 43 wow i think the odds are pretty yeah. good yeah that he's gonna They're do in his that favor. it is really you know, good for him yeah yeah it's just like how somebody referred to lin-manuel as future egot winner yeah because it's just at some point he's gonna win an oscar like it's just <laughs> well when they make in the heights the musical yeah, yeah. Film, yeah. that's it yeah people thought it was bought, a, wasn't it yeah they just yeah. Uh, warner brothers just bought it yeah oh after the wine i didn't think yeah. that the the i didn't think the ink was dry yeah <laughs> They announced it anyway. That's what I, I thought think. I saw on Twitter. The ink is not yet dry. Oh. Oh. That was a couple it, days ago. It's going to happen. Things move very quickly. I've been in tech. Yeah, so that's Frozen. I think everyone pretty much has an opinion about Frozen. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... I can't decide now. Should we go to SpongeBob or should we go to Band's Visit? I have very few thoughts about SpongeBob. Okay, let's go to SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go to SpongeBob. Jump out of bed. Mix up a breakfast for my favorite pet snail. Full steam ahead, the SSI am ready is about to set sail. This cat day couldn't get much better, but it keeps on trying. Nah, I'm on my way, somewhere there's a Krabby Patty that needs frying. And who's the lucky sponge in the mirror who is living his dream? Who's always extra careful with his dental hygiene? With uh, this season's runaway success, SpongeBob SpongeBob's Scrapons. So I think what is important <laughs> for the original Dutch <laughs> SpongeBob SpongeBob Scrapons. Um, so I think what is important to start this with is uh, I was in college when this cartoon came out. As was I. So I m- I was not yet born. That's not true. <laughs> Remember last year when you said that you and I were the same age and that was where our love affair began? I think today we've broken up. If it wasn't because of Mean Girls, it was because of that. Thank you, Ronnie. Can we sit seats, I was more, No, I was in high school. Okay. So, so I missed this cartoon. So this wasn't formative to my upbringing and I was also too old and too And not distracted. enough weed. Too. That's not my jam. Yeah, that's how that's it, honestly is how I heard about it is because the stoners used to used to blaze out and watch this. Yeah, I yeah. know. So I was I was too distracted with other things to also find this as a cartoon to watch. Right, because right? you had to have a VCR to as do an adult. So, um, so SpongeBob SquarePants is not part of my life, and also my sister who is three years younger than me, this wasn't part of her upbringing mm. too. She was, you know, a big babysitter in the neighborhood during that time, but like the, the this was not a cartoon that like the kids that we were babysitting watched either. Yeah. Um, so I went to see it 
because of the hype around it, because I wanted to see what it looked like, uh, and because I was curious how a musical written by 16 different composers could work. Mm -hmm. To me, it didn't, because there was a lack of cohesion. Sure. Each song felt wildly different from the rest, even though um, some folks like Jonathan Colton, who wrote several numbers in... in, in oh, I love Jonathan Colton. He is wonderful. And his, I mean, he brings his, his it typical should have been a Jonathan story. Colton. It really musical. should. Yeah. So the 16 composers include Jonathan Colton, Plain White Tees, David Bowie and Brian Eno, Panic at the Disco, oh, excuse me, Panic Exclamation Point at the Disco, right. Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Yolanda Adams, The Flaming Lips, Sarah Bareilles, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry, Lady Antebellum, John Legend, and They Might Be Giants. Stephen, I have to pause and say that makes me laugh that Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry are credited as Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Yes. As opposed to Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry from down the street. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just in case you're confused. It's these You know, guys. Stevie and Joey, they write songs for Broadway. It was like Rogers and Neighbors signs Carousel. So, so, so <laughs> some of the songs were great. Some of the songs were fine in past the moment. Past Tony winner Cindy Lauper contributed a number. She passed Tony winner Sarah Bareilles. No, not winner, uh, nominee. Hamilton year. Oh, right. Oh. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Actually, Jesus I, Christ, John Legend. Can, can, can Jesus Christ, John Legend. Yeah, right. yeah. Noted Christ, John Legend. Noted Christ, Two songs Recent. by Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Wow. But so, so that didn't work for mm -hmm. me. Okay. Here's what I will say. It was primarily a family audience. The kids were wrapped their attention was like locked in from the start. When you walked into the theater, they redecorated the lobby. So you already appear to be underwater. Everything is blacklit. There's neon. There's like bubbles and like SpongeBob music happening. And you hear Patrick and you hear SpongeBob's voice. And then you walk into the theater and the theater itself has also been sort of redecorated primarily with gobos. But they have these two massive installations on either side of the proscenium from like a box down to the stage like a mousetrap um, setup, like mousetrap the mm -hmm. board game. Yeah. Um, and when we sat down, again, I looked at, at, at James and I was like, I hope that those get used in the show because you can't have something that's sort of this like Goldberg device mousetrap thing that's bright and colorful and then not use it. And they do and they use it to great effect. Mm. There is uh, an how, effect. How long is it? Oh, it's a little over two hours. There okay. was an it intermission. Feels like with intermission, it feels pretty tight to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fun. There is, there was a moment and an effect um, near the very, very end that I don't want to spoil, um, but it involves bubbles, and I burst into tears because oh, it was wow. just so wow. exquisite. Hmm. It was just so exquisite. I've heard the universal response. I've heard, people love it. People hate it. But everyone has said the design is miraculous. The design like, is extraordinary. Miraculous. And yeah. I will tell you, we saw the understudy oh. or spongebob <gasps> he was amazing oh he was amazing like this is a this is a he doesn't stop moving from the beginning of the show through the end of the show and when i say doesn't stop moving i mean like he's he's singing like upside down doing monkey bars and a backflip and climbing in and out of things and jumping up into i mean it's just it they was a it was a it's a star turn performance, and mm -hmm. I was disappointed to not see the the Ethan, lead Ethan Slater, because yeah. um, my boyfriend. You're, I didn't know. Yeah, 
Boo. He doesn't know yet either. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, now he does. Now he does. Now he does. Yeah. Right now he does. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think a lot of the design stuff will likely go to them because it was mm. spectacular yeah, I've to heard look it was, at. That, that is the only, like I said, the only consistent response I've heard yeah. from people. There's this like. weird sort of second play that's affixed on top of the with musical the pirate, with you mean? the pirate yeah. that doesn't quite work for me, but... The Sarah Bareilles Poor Pirate song. Yes, that's a fun song. Rocks me up, and that's what opens Act Two. Poor Pirates, P O O R. Poor Pirates, P O O R. Poor Pirates can't deny this simple truth. Poor Pirates, P O O R. People too. I was interested. I think it hangs to better, hangs together better than you do, probably, Carrie, sure. musically. But, but I would list, agree yeah. that each track is a distinctive mm-hmm. song. Like it, it's not. I would never mix up songs on this by like composer wise. And I think that the Aerosmith song in it is the one that stands out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, Jonathan Colton stuff stands out a lot, but that's might have been because I was listening to a lot of Jonathan Colton around when Flying V did the Colton yeah. musical they did. So his he has a very distinctive musical style, yeah, but it has... isn't immediately obvious. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's only after you listen to a bunch of his songs, you're like, oh, like they all kind of they kind of go this way. Yeah. And Bikini Bottom Day kind of goes that way too. Oh, I will also tell you the one of the final songs um, in the show, Best Day Ever. Mm-hmm. All of the children in the audience were singing along. Oh. And I didn't know it. But when they started singing it on stage, all the kids went, oh. And then they started singing along with it. And it just, oh, like, it's my a SpongeBob heart, song. My and heart that grew I click four on sizes. It. Yeah, apparent. The, the other thing I've heard on Twitter from people who've gone to see it who didn't care for it or at least didn't love it were it all sort of said, like the kids, if you watch the show, this is amazing. If you don't watch the show, there's stuff you're like. They always felt like there were jokes they were missing. Oh, because yeah. They don't watch the show. No. Um, but there were songs. I mean, like uh, uh, what you, um, I'm not a loser. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a phenomenal song. This Squidward mm-hmm. song that's written by They Might Be Giants. His dance number. And apparently the dance number is great. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, I've heard that. He has taps on his. On all four feet? On all of his feet, and he tap dances with all four feet. It's extraordinary. Oh, that's but it kind of is what it is. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing yeah. about it. Like, it's not it's not moving the ball forward, but it's also not, like, pushing it backwards. It's not, a, you know, it's not an own goal. So, that metaphor stinks. But <laughs> it, uh, it, it. Go team. Yay, yay sports. Yay. <laughs> I thought I had it, but I lost it. It's okay. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about it, though, because no. I've listened to it three times. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Well, because I kept forgetting it, though. Like, I kept going, like, I don't know if I finished this or not, so I should probably listen again. And then realizing, oh, I did finish it each time, it just didn't, like, nothing stuck. Except yeah. for the opening song. I mean, the opening song is, is an earworm like none other. Uh-huh. Um, and is a fine earworm. And they come back to it a couple of times, And I too. like, I do have to, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good lyric joke, and I like the, you know... 
now I have to rhyme rock. Nothing rhymes with rock. I mean, that that's a fun, like, mm-hmm. that's a fun bit. I like the character of Patrick in general uh, mm-hmm. in this show and that he becomes a leader of a cult. is pretty funny. Um, yeah, they do some really cool choreo stuff. Yeah. Um, for What are they? They're like little... Are they plankton? Or yes, are they, they're, yeah, plankton. they're plankton. Yeah. What you couldn't see on the podcast was because the it was my finger like moving across the thing. Like what is what is now the universal symbol for plankton? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, they're sardines. Sardines. They're sardines. Plankton is the the guy who. Runs oh yeah, the yeah, chum yeah, bucket. yeah, yeah. The bad God, guy. I know way too much. About this. <laughs> I mean, you know a lot about SpongeBob. I'm really well because we're researching for this, but it's SpongeBob. funny how simple it like how it does stick in my head. Yeah. Like the this show is very the cartoon too very simple construction mm-hmm. and the the things are so different that they do kind of stick in your head. You're like, no, no, Plankton runs the chum bucket. No, like, yes. th- I just That's a fact that I now yes. have in my head that I didn't intend to keep. But yeah. there it sits. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really have a lot to say about SpongeBob either. It's So let's talk about it's the fun. band's business. I would Yay. like to see it, though. I would absolutely like to see SpongeBob. Let's talk about the band's business. Let me tell you about Petah Tikva. Such a city, everybody loves it. Lots of fun, lots of art, lots of culture. That's Petah Tikva with a P. Where you are, this is not Petah Tikva. Such a city, nobody knows it. Not a fun, not a art, not a culture. This is Petah Tikva with a B. Like it boring, like it barren, like it bullshit, like it bland, like it basically bleak. The band's visit. Band's visit. Band's visit. So band's visit has been running since October and doing very well. I yeah. wish I had seen this. Me too. Every time I go to New York so much frequently, and every time I've been up <laughs> there, brag. my friend Megan has been like, "What do you want to see?" And I'm always like, "Oh, we should see band's visit." And she's like, "Yeah, we should." <laughs> and then we don't. <laughs> we never have. And it's just something about it that I just am not wanting to see. But listening to it, it was. It sounded beautiful, mm-hmm. and and uh, the New York Times wrote the sound absolutely insane. But it said that the um, uh, what did it say? The, the music was as essential seems now as essential to life as air. Ooh, well, that's a little much. It, I was gonna say it's a little. But... Who wrote that review? I can't remember. Ooh. It was fawning, to say the least. Yeah. Not just about the music, about the yeah. whole thing. No, the reviews, the reviews was... were fawning, actually in a way that sounded a little desperate. Yes. Like, it really sounded like... Please come see this show! Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, this yes. is an important show! Yeah. Yes. And that's how it feels. It, it feels yeah. very important Yeah. But that doesn't equal enjoyable. Like, on the same level. Not that it's yeah. not enjoyable. Right. But it's like... I don't know. I've listened. I've listened to this several times because the score is beautiful. beautiful. I will definitely listen to it again. It's yes. a beautiful score, and yeah. each time I listen to it, I like it more. I will I say. Agree. But the first time I heard it, it washed over me mm-hmm. in a and like it just went. It went past me, and it was finished. And I kind of was like, oh, I need to. I do need to start that over again because I definitely missed stuff. But this is not a score where you can sit down, only listen to the cast album, and understand the story. No, no, absolutely not. yeah, no. This is sort of like a spring awakening in which. Um, the the songs themselves are specific to the characters and what they're thinking about, but it doesn't further the storyline. It just gives you an introduction into their psyche. Yeah. But I will say, unlike Spring Awakening, or, or not that you were making a one-to-one comparison, no, no. but is that I, I would never... This isn't a show I'll be like, oh, I'll put it in a playlist and hit shuffle. No. Like, I'm going to mm. listen to yes. this uh, recording. You know yeah. what I mean? As a whole, like on a drive or something. You yeah. need to have the whole 
thing. And one thing, every time Megan and I were talking about what to go see, she was like, well, it's very short. It is. I was like, okay, well, maybe we will, and then we wouldn't, yeah. But the shortness is is a real feature, I think, of the whole thing. There's some gorgeous moments. Yes. Yeah, and I would love to see it, only to see how they all... Yeah. Hang together. And I would love to see Katrina Link. I mean, her yeah. singing seems amazing and the clip, she just seems very enigmatic. I'm very excited right? to see I'm her at the Tonys. I, like, yeah. I'm excited to see her at the Tonys. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm super excited to see it. I think the, I don't want to get. I There's hate to guess because I'm always wrong. Well, it's a show that's hard to know what the, yeah, it depends on. Well, see, this is. We'll get to this in a second when we talk about the. Actually, let me, I'm going to put a pin in that because we'll get to that when we talk about the show itself. Okay. Um, if you're curious about Katrina Lank, you should take a look at Miscast. She sings. If I. What is the grammar? If I was a rich man. If I was a rich man. If I were a rich man. If I were. Mm-hmm. Don't lead me down the wrong path. <laughs> don't, don't ask Roddy that question. <laughs> well, he volunteered. He did. That doesn't mean you have to listen to oh, him. I whenever. know. He speaks for a living, though. I mean, so you, it's very confusing. It down first. We all do. It's not a, you, got, you have people to do that for you. No. Oh. No, I don't. No. Do no, but you write um, it down first, I'm saying. Yeah. No, I don't. She I do not read play... off when I speak. She sings, okay, so back on track. She sings and plays If I Were a Rich Man. But it's wonderful. All right. She's mm. so charming in it. And it's just like, oh, if this is who you are on stage, I would gladly shell out. Yes. Almost a hundred dollars. She's also in the Good you. Fight, and she's great in that. Too. I don't know what. That oh, okay. Is. It's a TV show on uh, CBS All Access. Oh, spinoff of The Good Wife. Oh, mm-hmm. with Christine it's Baranski. A, it's the best show on television right now. Oh, right. damn. It's not on television. Well, right, best show on the internet right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked her up real fast. She was uh, she was in Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark. Oh. Yes, I saw that too. I didn't. <laughs> As a replacement. Well, it wasn't well, everybody. She was a replacement in once. She survived. I mean, that's, right. oh, that's not true. to be. <laughs> Not to be sn- scoffed no at. Sure. Thousands died. Uh, Thousands died. So, but... Um, <laughs> and she was an indecent. Oh my gosh, she's had an amazing she's career. She's had a tremendous yeah. career. And so this That's is a... David Yazbek. Can we just It is a David Yazbek music. So David the Yazbek. full Monty, Who Dirty Rotten like... Scoundrels, and Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. So this is a man who's made a career out of adapting films. But a wide variety of films. Yes. With a wide variety of scores. I mean, yeah. he's kind of like... You wouldn't necessarily put all those sh- maybe women on the verge of a nervous breakdown and the show you might well they have an ethnic flair to together them, yeah but i mean i also didn't know that Full monty is so and uh and the what was the other one dirty rotten scoundrels dirty rotten scoundrels which is kind of um i love that film though oh, that's film's, one of my favorite great. movies of all time. i was actually kind of surprised that the, the big star in this show uh mr tony shalhoub 27 time emmy award winner tony shalhoub no uh, way no, he's won a bunch though for monk and wings oh. he won a, anyway uh, there was a period where he was winning every all year. the time. Well, because um, he's ferociously talented. Yes, yes. he is. Uh, that he was—he's the big star. He does yeah. not have a lot to do. He does have. I mean, it's Ix Lullaby. Yeah. Uh, he's not in that though. I'm sorry. Who no, no, but that was something too- different. The song right before it. Yeah. Who is this man right here beside me? Closer by an inch or two, my cheek would touch his ear. What is he thinking? What does he wish for? Ah, yeah, loved it. He doesn't sing for a long time. The show goes for 
a long time without him singing a note. Well, I, I that's talk. okay. Oh, it's totally fine. It's just weird. Like I th- yeah. you think of the the lead right. in a musical, and when you have a star in that role who's not necessarily known for singing but can sing. It's weird that that character doesn't... It fits the story. It fits the construction perfectly because he's holding back. Right. It's just unusual. I got halfway through this cast album and went, is this a musical or is this a play with music? Mm. I mean, it's a musical, I think. I I find that distinction to be... Uh Uh-oh. Like, well, Peter and the Starcatcher is a play with music. Yes. But... That has fewer songs. Like any anytime you have a critical mass of musical numbers, yeah, yeah. It, it it then becomes. But a what I tomorrow. what I didn't know because the because the soundtrack is so the house album excuse me, is so yeah. short because like I yes. listen and to there it, is dialogue on like mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue on the cast album. I yeah. listen to it driving from my home in Alexandria to the theater and that I'm working at right now in Anacostia during rush hour in the rain. So it was like 57 I was minutes. Say, so it's an hour, and yeah. I got. I went through the entire yeah. album mm-hmm. in one drive, and I went, "This can't possibly be it." Mm-hmm. But maybe it, it doesn't really feel is. like it. That is, it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of songs in it that, because I'm sure there's a scene that happens. There's a lot of songs that just stop. Yeah, they just end. They just are suddenly over. Yeah. Because I'm sure a scene happens, but that's so unusual for a lot of songs. Like for that to happen a number of times, that yeah. it, it does feel like, like I say, the first time you listen to it, it just kind of goes through you yeah and then you have to kind of go back and make the intention to like no i'm going to listen to this it's a beautiful score and it's a i would you know all things being you should see it because i'm not going to get to so you should next time oh uh, yeah maybe i will you know i probably won't but like, just, like take some pictures no just kidding don't do that no i won't take pictures no yeah. but i um i mean i would like to i'm very interested in israel i'm very interested in the whole you've been you know, to israel i've been to israel I also... but it's it's it, it, uh, something about it is, uh, maybe you're right it, it feels important mm-hmm. with capital I and that's not really what I'm going for right now sure. in my life so it's it just feels I but it's not a depressingly important it just and it, the last time I saw a show that felt important to see was the Parisian woman and that was terrible yeah oh the my play lord. the play okay oh my lord it was awful so maybe that like put it bad yeah you're I did so I did look on PBS to see if this was one of the great performances that oh. they had recorded and I couldn't find it. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. Though. But it would make me very happy if they did because mm. I think that this would be this would be an excellent addition to that catalog. Mm-hmm. Sure. A great big house there is somewhere that's filled with sun and lovely things inside the house there is a room, a baby sleeps, a daddy sings. Thank God he is a lucky man, a busy man, a happy man. Thank God the gift was given him to finish all the things he planned. And I think the PBS audience would eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. You can also watch Indecent that way. You can. Yeah. yeah. Which is really great. And Falsettos. Yes, 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 yes. so yes. much fun. Um, great. So those are the shows. Those are the shows. So let's go through, let's talk about the ceremony a little bit. Uh, what we're hoping for and what we're seeing. Actually, no, What? Uh, what uh, let's do that at the end. But what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. With the note I made, though, Roddy, was like, we don't know what songs they're going to sing. I wonder if this is going to be a montage year. Because oh. every now and again. We have these years no. where, well, because here's the problem. Frozen has to do Let It Go. Frozen has to do the end of at, Let It at Go. At some point. 
So, but they're not going to want to do Let It Go because everybody knows Let It Go. Well, they're going to want to do. Except she options up and then options yes, and up then again. Options do you think they'll again, do yeah. the dress and everything? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. But I think. Well, that's that, okay. The, so I think she'll come out in the sparkly thing, but I don't think they can do the. Since we only change. have we have four musicals plus three revivals, right? I don't know if everyone's going to perform or not. It's One of the biggest things in my life that was like shattered my vision of the world is when I learned that they had to pay to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to put the ceremony on. I mean, it is I one know, of those. But it it's a giant affected ad. me. Well, it's a giant <laughs> advertisement for theater, and I I don't have any problem with that. Because um, they also have to pay their performers. Actually, sure. No, I get it. Yeah. It's like I I understand why. I just wish I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I'm not actually sure I did know that. They pay to perform. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The it makes good. me a little sad. It's a lot of money if you're not nominated for anything, but you want to perform. You can like pay like a hundred thousand dollars or something <gasps> and perform, but even the nominees have to pay a certain amount of money if they. That's want how to the show song. gets put on. I don't. No, I get it. I fully. I get it. I get it. I understand. But listen, like this is. <laughs> I wish I didn't know. Here's, here's the Sorry thing. to anyone else. Uh, no, I wish I did. You just Santa Claus, man. It hurts. <laughs> All right, uh, but so I think this might be. I think this might be. Theater the, is pure. This yeah. is the last year that you and I are invited to it's do anything. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. I, I need, I, I like this little, like, oh, that's so cute. You guys thought that, you know, <laughs> there was honor among thieves. But uh, the it feels like since there aren't any breakout hits from any of these shows except for Frozen, which has a pre-existing hit, I feel like we're going to get a three-song montage where two short songs and then one big one for each show. Oh, I you see, see what, what I mean. Yeah. So it's okay. going to be like, they're going to do a couple numbers and then finish with something huge because they all have something huge to finish with mm-hmm. instead of just one number per show. Sure. Um, it's a lot of shows to get through. Well, th- that is, this is the question of whether they're going to do seven or they're going to do four. If they're only going to do four, that's they'll crisp. probably st- that's a crisp like thing. Um, you do also have with the revivals, you could do one song each because yeah. each song mm-hmm. each show has a. a well, a you, do, you, do you, do you know, from. Carousel. You do. You never walk alone. Once on this island, you do. Um, well, I think you do Waiting for Life. Personally, I think so because that song's amazing. And then. My and Fair then, Lady. My Fair Lady. You've got your choice. Uh, you can do... Let's do Ascot Gavotte. Everyone's I'd love to see the costumes. Of By the Fair way, Lady. when I was looking through the ballot, I'm just going to say it because we're not talking about it. I was like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna pick my best costume design of a musical and it's going to go to My Fair Lady because of the Hello Dolly effect. Hashtag Ascot mm-hmm. Gavotte. You weren't wrong last year. I mean, the pictures make the costumes look like they are incredible. I'm sure they are exquisite, but like so many feathers. All right, so <laughs> let's let's go through the let's go through. We're gonna go through backwards. Best sound design of a musical, a reinstated category after That's the good. kerfuffle over Hamilton, which Hamilton absolutely would have won. Sure, which would make it the most Tony Award winning show ever. But it ties with producers, which did win best sound design of a musical because it still existed. But anyway, mm. moving on. The nominees are the band's visit, Carousel. Mean Girls, Once on This Island, and SpongeBob Squared Pants. Roddy, we'll start with you. I went with Once on This Island. Partially because I don't fully understand what sound design is. But <laughs> Fair. Very but fair. like yeah. you said when we were talking about Once on This Island, Carrie, um, the sound is very immersive throughout yeah. the entire show. There's a lot of like or cast-produced sound. I don't know if that counts elemental, as sound design. Okay. Elemental, elemental sound. Yeah. It's very, and the sound is so important it is. to the show. Um, which, it's also so a trickier, not to be ignored, it is a trickier space yeah. to do sound in, circle and square. Oh, interesting, yeah. Because you have, like, you, the speakers can't be hidden in quite the same way. That's an interesting choice. I picked the same ones on this island. Oh, okay. I like that you're typing it up this year. I am. Last year we did hand notes and things and then went I awry. To, I had to go back. Yes, no, I'm typing them. <laughs> uh, 
Our man in New York, Logan Caldwell Block, chose SpongeBob SquarePants, which is also okay, what okay. I'm choosing as SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. It just feels like a very one of the things <laughs> that sound design means is most sound design of a musical. Yeah. Oh, every time he walked, you got that. Yeah, I, I just like think the number of cues. Yeah. Wins that one. I could be wrong, but I, that's how I feel about that. I feel like this would be an after Tony's thing. You'll get a YouTube video of like behind this. Like, remember when we got the the Hamilton stage manager? Yeah, tour. Yeah, oh, video. Yeah. And you saw like what was going on in his like cue book. I feel like I would love to see the stage manager's cue book for oh this Oh my show. gosh, for SpongeBob? Yeah. Be, oh my gosh, it'd be huge. So much. Best death. lighting design of a musical. Ba- bands. Vi- yeah. Does this include lasers? That's an excellent question. I would have to think yes. Okay. That's what I thought too. So yes. Okay. Best. Uh, so Bands Visit, Carousel, My Fair Lady, Once on This Island, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Why are you saying sponged like past tense? I, know, I, prob- I probably should stop because I have to say it 10 more times. Yeah. 15 more times. <laughs> <laughs> what did you uh, pick, Patrick? Patrick picked SpongeBob SquarePants. What did you pick? For SpongeBob SquarePants. Me too! Yay! And so did Logan. That's a, cr- it's a clean sweep for SpongeBob SquarePants. And we'll all lose. Again... I went with most. You saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why I asked about lasers. It also feels very important to the show, though. So like, many lasers. Yeah. The the show feels like it it relies a lot on the lights to set the setting, like the being underwater. Yeah. Yeah. A There's a lot light. of that. There's a lot of black light. There's a lot of look. I like that Mean Girls wasn't in this. Like it's the same nominations except My Fair Lady subs out Mean Girls between That's sound good. design and light mm. design. It's I just mean, a funny what? little. <clears throat> You know, costume design. Now, this is where things get a little interesting. Costume design of a musical, Carousel, Mean Girls, My Fair Lady, Once on this Island, SpongeBob SquarePants. This is a different one. I'll pick, I'll start with Logan, who went with My Fair Lady. I did too. Me too. Okay. I went with Carousel. Um, Why? Yeah, you're wrong. I don't, I think I'm wrong. I just think I'm wrong and I don't know how to pick this category because I don't remember who I picked last year, but I was wildly wrong then No, no, too. but that's okay. I mean, yeah. yay for trying. But I went with, uh, I, I think that, <laughs> I think I'm, it just, it's because it looks the most interesting costumes of all of them. I could also see SpongeBob winning this, but like looking at the carousel costumes, it felt like they were doing something interesting with an established. Oh, I have to go back huh. and look at them again. Whereas I My Fair Lady felt like it was doing My the Fair My Fair Lady. Lady thing, but to Carrie's point with the, the Hello Dolly effect, effect, you might be right. It's like there's a there are things we have to hit, mm-hmm. and we hit them, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful. I didn't even see anything remarkable about the ca- costumes in Carousel. Like it, it oh, I really I mean, saw them. them. Nothing. Yeah, and you saw them live. Okay. Out. I, I really liked them a lot. Yeah, in the pictures um, I saw. Ones as Island had wonderful costumes as well. They um, did. I don't think it's going to win. <gasps> oh but... man, her red dress at the very, very yes. end when she's in the tree. This oh. is a tight category. The Mean Girls costumes also look pretty good. So uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> or not. I just really <laughs> so much shade. I love it. All <laughs> right, moving right along. Best scenic design of a musical. I don't understand I... what this is. You know, you understand. The set. You know what the words mean. Best bands. Why don't they say best set then? Well, because it's not the same thing. Bands visit Mean Girls, My Fair Lady, Once on This Island, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, Roddy, we'll start with you. I went with Once on This Island, Mm. which is probably more of an emotional choice than a rational choice. It's a a, like the sound design. The set is immersive and. There's lots of sand and cleaning <gasps> up sand and putting sand back in places and mm. and cleaning. the carpet reveal. Yes, the carpet reveal. Oh man! Just like, yeah, no, I'm changing mine now. It's, oh, okay. It's so 
the set is going to sound so, I don't mean this in that cliche Sex in the City way where the New York is really the fourth, fifth lady of the show. No, but the set is like a character It of is like show. the 14th character in the show. And it's very, it's awesome. And yeah, I'm going to go with Once on this Island. Okay. Actually, oh, I forgot about, I forgot about the carpet thing. Uh, until you, yeah, and uh, and Logan and I both picked And the water. The that was the other, that was the one that I first, and the water. The yeah. water in Once on this Island is also incredible. Yeah. I think that, yeah, but I think yeah. that the SpongeBob yeah. set is getting so much notice yeah. that it's just, it, it, yeah. it yeah, I think it's going to clean up. Um, Man, the backstage for that show, too, is probably bananas. For SpongeBob? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Now, it isn't the Palace, which yeah. is a huge theater. It is enormous. And has a large backstage, unlike a lot of New York theaters. So it has the They also use the, space. the traps. Yeah. They use every single inch of it. They it have sounds to. like, yeah, yeah, just absolutely incredible. There's like, there's, I mean, and then there's, never mind. No, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's. You, you like, want to change? N- I don't know. I'm torn. I'll no, go. I'm going to go with Once on this All Island right, because that's what Island. I want to win. Yeah, I think SpongeBob will win. Okay. All right. That's fine. I'll right, just cool. be done. We have David Zinn. So here, this is an interesting one uh, for orchestrations. Okay. Uh, we have the band's visit, uh-huh. Carousel. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read the names here too. Bands visit. Uh, oh gosh, Jamshed Jamshed Sharifi. God, I hope I said that right. Carousel, Jonathan Tunick. All, all hail the king. Uh, mean Girls, John Clancy. Once on this island, Anne Marie Malazzo and Michael Sarabin. And SpongeBob SquarePants Pulitzer Prize winner Tom, Tom Kitt. Kitt. Now, can, can someone because exp- I genuinely don't sure. know what this is. So this especially is the, how like a rev- Wolf twice how Carousel, which is a revival, has new. So Jonathan Tunick wrote new orchestrations. orchestrations the were the orchestra parts for this show, and they're new. So that means they could either like what the what the band what the band plays. Plays. Uh, yes. Okay. So okay. what that means is they are play. There are more instruments. There are other instruments, and so he has written new orchestral arrangements based on the inclusion of those instruments. Or there are fewer instruments, and so he has pared down the orchestrations to match the so number. He's being of like clarinet. You play this, and yes. to be not that seems yeah, like a big, very hard job. job. So I picked Carousel because I did too. I oh, okay. thought the music was beautiful. Like just like it, you did feel very. I was very enraptured by the yeah. The, the music. Uh, so okay, Logan picked the band's visit, mm-hmm. okay. which I think is an, a, a pretty valid choice. Yeah, I yes. went way out on a limb here SpongeBob and picked SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah. and I picked it because I did actually think Tom Kitt did a pretty good job of making all those sixteen composers sound like it was at least written for one show. Mm. I know you disagree, and I, yeah, I, I can see your point. Um, so here's, but I'm kind of picking it for best orchestrations instead of best score. Okay, you see what I mean? Like yeah. I'm sort of saying. I don't think it's going to win best score. I'll explain that later. But it, I, I think that it's getting a lot of notoriety for this. I also think Tom Kitt is a known, like Jonathan Tunick, a known mm-hmm. quantity. Um, and once you've won a Tony Award, it's easy to win. An, it's easier to win another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm go. It's kind of going out on a limb. But I, I'm taking the case that SpongeBob's gonna gonna take it. Okay. All right. Yeah. It still says Carousel. Yeah. I yeah. totally. I I think this is a pretty tight category actually, um, except for maybe Mean Girls. But the new orchestrations for Once on This Island sound really great. They're great. Too. Yeah. That, and that's it's a, a really teeny tiny little pit. Right. Really, really small. Yeah, which I love in Circle and Square. Yeah. I love I love. And they're like and way so up much. in the corner Corners. too. If you blink mm-hmm. that you miss them. Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. I love Circle and Square. Uh, yeah. So that's our best orchestration. Best choreography. This might be a moment where we all agree. <laughs> but I, we'll get there. The nominees are Justin Peck for Carousel. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2. Stephen Hoggett. Interesting. Mean Girls, Casey Nicklau. My, and two nominations for my man, Christopher Catelli, one for My Fair Lady and one for SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, 
I picked Harry Potter for the upset. Oh, wow. Okay, we don't all agree. I picked Carousel. I also picked Carousel and so did Logan. I thought we were all going to go with Carousel. On nope. One. Harry all Potter. Right. Because, Harry Potter. Because I think Harry Potter should win a musical category. And I think... Do you see it? No, but I've watched a lot of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see it. A lot of YouTube. I don't want to see it. Oh, I see it so bad. I really, really do. I also don't want to see Solo. I have this feeling Me of too. fatigue with some of these franchises, I and I don't. Solo. I will see it. Like I don't. I'm not actively going to cut it out of my life. Solo. Oh, the Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. Star Wars movie. I have no interest in seeing it in the theater. I'm though. behind on the Avengers, and now Devil's I haven't seen that yet too. But I'm, I'm going to see Avengers. But I'm too many. I'm too many movies in. To, you can't. To you have me. twins. Yeah, I have a son, though, who really wants to see it. Um, he can go on his own. I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give him a smart trip card. He knows there the bus as well enough. We'll figure it out. Just go down to Friendship Heights. He's cute. Heights, People will tell him where to go. Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, okay, I take it You're right. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's... but Yeah, so... Yes, I really... I mean, I would love for Christopher Catelli to win a Tony every year he's eligible, but... Uh, that's fine. So, also next, where are we now? Okay, best, best direction yeah. of a musical. It's the next one I have. Band's Visit, David Cromer. Mean Girls, Casey Nicklau. My Fair Lady, Bartlett Scher. Mm-hmm. Once on this Island, Michael Arden. SpongeBob SquarePants, Tina Landau. Now, this is a hard one to pick, mm-hmm. I've discovered. In a non-runaway year. Yeah. Which this this isn't, there's no runaway, there's no Hamilton or Book of Mormon this year. Mm-hmm. This is a tricky one to p- predict, I'm so I'm gonna start. I went with Band's Visit because mm-hmm. I too. don't know where else to go. Yeah, I'm picking Once on This Island. Okay, because of a conversation that I think we've had, if not last year, then at some point you've talked about it on this podcast, which is this is where you can cover um, recognizing a solid ensemble of work. Right, which is what they did last mm. year with Come From Away. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really acting ensemble and went so for Best Director. I think that this is where Once on This Island wins their Tony. Okay. Mm. I would love that. That's a solid happened. choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that they will win Best Revival even though mm. I think they should. Hmm. Uh, yeah. We're, 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 we're slightly different minds here. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, that's, that's really interesting. I can totally see that. I mean, I, do, I think we can rule out Mean Girls. I think we can rule out SpongeBob also. Yeah. Um, yes. Although Lo- she's I should the say only Logan female. also picked band, Band's Visit. Yes, which is yes. not to be ignored, but, it you know, that's... Yes. It just feels like a very... I don't know which way you could jump with this. For some reason, I picked Band's Visit because of the narrative I felt around Band's Visit as a show mm-hmm. for the past I think I kinda, eight I, months of my life. I also think I kind of went the same way, though, with Band's Visit being a small ensemble. Mm-hmm. Without any, with like, it does have a standout performance or two in it, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Best book of a musical. Oh, I feel like this is. Obvious. I think we're all probably going to agree here because mean girls. You mean girls? Mean girls. Mean girls. Mean girls. Yeah, yeah I think that. What did Logan say? Mean girls. Okay. And and actually, all the the research I did of people like who do picks of the Tony Awards, it's the only category that everyone agreed. Yeah. Was yeah. going to be Tina. Well deserved. Girls. Oh yes. Is it okay? Yes. That's good. Um, well, when, it'll be fun I mean, to see her accept the, the award. It will be. Well, but se- except for the... So here's the question. Will she be there? No, no she'll definitely be there. She lives there. in New York. Um, the... Uh, okay, guys, calm down. <laughs> um, the, uh, the thing of it is they don't always broadcast Best Book of a Musical. They will this year. Well, they didn't when Lin-Manuel was Yeah, but he was going to win nine other things. Yeah. Okay. I... They will broadcast this. I think it'll because, be because then they ha- it's But they also fed. don't always broadcast score. So if they broadcast book, they're going to have to broadcast no, they, score. Why? Mm, 
and I don't think those are the same. They can do thing. whatever they I want. I think Score is a bigger. I mean, on the well, they can. Okay, yes, they, they can will do whatever they broadcast want. Broadcast book because Tina Fey is going to win, and they will want Tina Fey on stage. Right. Yep. All right. Yeah. I do think if they have if they do one, they have to do both. Why? Uh, because I mean, if you're paying bigger, to be up on stage a, anyway, because people don't come to a show because it won best book. Except they come now, to the show though but because it won best People don't watch the Tonys. Because they believe in like the equanimity of all the different no, characters. If, if it is an advertisement for the Broadway season, which ostensibly it is, you broadcast the awards that you think are going to get people to go see the show. Yeah. And score is above book. So um, I'm saying in no, the but logic... But Tina Fey is above everything But else. Tina Fey might not win. You're but be, I mean, she probably will. Is, are, is lighting... No, and lighting, sound, scenic design, orchestration. They happen at the awards ceremony. They happen before, before the show starts. Okay. Yes, book happens during the ceremony, during the commercials, commercials, just like choreography. Yeah, I mean, I just, eh, I don't know, man. I think that I, I agree. I think they're going to want Tina Fey's speech. But if Kyle Jarrow wins for SpongeBob, who I sing a lot because I also know him, uh, yeah, like. Then, uh-huh. then what do you do? Then you've got five minutes of dead television time. It's not think, dead television. It time. is to them. It's, well, but, uh, that's the way they look at it. I'm just telling you, if you're sure, producing but, the Tony Awards, you can't... Now, they could also use it, though. They could not broadcast it and use it as a, like, if you want uh, yeah, to see oh, yeah, speech, yeah. you got to go yeah. to our website. Oh, that'd be interesting. And they could do that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that, I think, is almost more hmm, likely. Interesting. Yeah, them, of them, like, making mm, a big deal of the fact, like, want to see, like, Tina Fey's, right, it's right. only going to be online. You're right. going to want to check it out. She's also going to present that night. I'm mm-hmm, almost sure. 100% certain. And maybe do a little skit or something. Yeah. You know, one of her funny, funny, funny cut ups. <laughs> Best I original. Two of you with yeah. your head choreography, and that. <laughs> you all listening so well, have well, no idea well what you family. just missed, but there was a real strong family resemblance. It's a well-worn family trope. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh, Best original score, music, and or lyrics written for the theater. Your nominees are written Angels in America, theater. Adrian Sutton. Music. Music. The Band's Visit, David Yazbek. Frozen, Kristen Anderson Lopez Reminder, and Robert written Lopez. Written for the theater. Right. <laughs> Deemed to have enough new, new material. Mean Girls, Jeff Richmond Music. Nell, it's Neil Benjamin, there's a typo. Uh-oh. Uh, lyrics. And SpongeBob SquarePants, written by 16 people. I'm not going to read all their names. Uh, but yeah. Again, I think this one I think is also a moment of of, of lockedness. But Logan and I picked band gr- bands t- visit. Me too. Me too. I almost just said band girl. <laughs> oh god, that's a, a that show. is a weird. Three high school popular high school girls get on the wrong bus and wind up in Israel. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a very topical show. It'll be very topical. That could be good. Yeah, I think it's it's it is the About best. The importance of, of the, religious heritage of those. Yeah. I, I didn't hear the music me for either. Angels in America. It feels like a nomination to recognize that it's got. No, good, I did not. Um, Several people I've heard saying it's the first time it's ever happened. That is not true. What was uh, it? Janine Tesori was nominated for her music for a uh, production of Twelfth Night that oh. was done in the 90s. That oh, yeah, at Lincoln Center with mm-hmm. Helen Hunt and yeah. um, somebody Had a great else. and had a very mm. had a, a fun score. Uh, that was the Twelfth Night with the pool on stage. Yes, yes, yes. yes Paul yes. Rudd, that's who was in it. He was mm. on it. He was great. Um, Long-haired Paul Rudd. He was very dreamy. <laughs> Just saying. I was just going to say he's in Mean Girls, but he's not. What am I thinking of that he's in? Clueless. Clueless. That's what I was thinking of. Um, Any other questions about Paul Rudd? Not at all. <laughs> I really like him in Romeo and Juliet, too. Yeah. Very good in Romeo He's and an Juliet. excellent Paris. Paris. He's a great Paris. In the space suit. Yeah. It's really pretty great. Anyway. Uh, all right. Now so we're great. into the awards that they're definitely going to... All of these awards will be telecast. Of course they will. Um, best featured uh, performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. 
we have Norbert Leo, two-time award winner Norbert Leo Butts for My Fair Lady uh, as Doolittle. Alexander Gemignani for Carousel. He plays Mr. Snow, right? Yes. Yes. His name is Mr. Snow. What's her name? What'd you say? Well, I, I, you saw the show. Okay, both Carousel and Mean Girls have people nominated, and in both cases, I had to look up who they were. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Even though I saw the shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Gray Henson for Mean Girls. Who does he play? Is he not Damien? Is he Damien? Yeah. He is Damien. Uh, Gavin Lee for SpongeBob SquarePants. He plays Patrick. He plays Patrick. And Ariel... Syracuse alum, by the way. Oh, is he? Orange. Oh. oh. And Ariel Satchel, Statchel, for The Band's Visit, who plays Itzik. So is Joe right. Biden. Ooh. Uh, let me make sure I'm right about that. And yes, nope, Biden I'm not right about that. He's plays hot. He plays. Uh, I'll re-edit this around. He plays Holland. Uh, Logan went, and Logan went with him. Roddy, who did you pick? Norbert Leo Butts, my I, fair lady. You and I are basically the same people today. Yeah. And I picked Norbert Leo Butts as well. Yeah, I, because I, he's you know he's won so many awards. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not. I'd a, love if Gray Henson. Now that I remember who he is, um, that would, would be really won, cool. Yeah, but he's he's very good. Yeah. I would like for Gray Henson's t-shirts to win. <laughs> He wears all of these like throwback gay icon yeah. t-shirts. Like he's got a great Cher t-shirt and a great Madonna t-shirt. And I think it's George Michael. Yeah. Can I go off on a side tangent? Sure. Um, which you can obviously edit out if you'd like. But one thing about the original Mean this is from an LGBTQ perspective. Please. The original Mean Girls that I found offensive until I read Tina Fey's book, which is that Damien's not gay in the movie. It's ne- it's referenced that he's too gay to function by yes. other people, but he's not actually a, a openly yes. queer character. And Tina Fey in her book talks about when she was in school and there were people what she called in the half closet. And that's fine. But in 2004, it's starting to become a little offensive that you can't just have gay characters. But I do like that she adjusted this to the time and that in the musical, he is actually an openly Oh, yes. And we hear about person. it. I, yes. didn't, I didn't notice that, actually. Not, and I, also not just theoretically gay. We talk about people he likes. That's what we talk about. Like, I yeah. didn't notice how half closet he was yes. in the movie until listening to the cast album and went, oh yeah, he doesn't have any of these moments. He's just no, always yeah. hanging out with girls. He's a little effete. Right. And he right. is too gay yeah, to fun. Like we're supposed to know what it is, yeah. but it drives but home. And I'm sure this is not at all what she meant to do at all. No, you know? no not at all. But it does drive home the narrative of like, okay, you can be gay as long as like nobody. But we, we don't just talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't really yeah. see it. That's so a I did really like good point. I'm glad that you brought that up. Thank you. Best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical. Ariana Bois. For Summer, the Donna Summer musical, Renee Fleming for Carousel, Lindsay Mendez for Carousel, Ashley Park for Mean Girls, and Diana Rigg for My Fair Lady. Okay, I have so many thoughts, and I found I think it's a very hard category. Okay, what, what do you got? So I love Ashley Park, uh-huh. um, which is Logan's in pick. Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Renee Fleming will win, but I picked Lindsay Mendez. Because, you are all over the place. <laughs> because <laughs> I love this. I love that character in every iteration of Carousel. I love. This is my favorite character in the Who show. Did she play? She's fun. I can't oh the character's no! Name. She, she's the friend who, oh, who becomes oh, 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 marries oh. the wealthy guy, or okay, marries okay. the guy who becomes very wealthy. Um, and the Lindsay, Audrey McDonald role. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. His name is Mr. Snow. Snow. It's Carrie. Yes. Wonderful yeah. songs, and you. She, uh, Lindsay Mendez plays that character so earnestly yeah. you just want to hug her Aww. like the entire thing it's a good part and want to be yeah. her f- yes it's a great it's a very part, good part. Yeah. want to be your friend i feel like renee fleming will win because mm-hmm. she does sing the hell out of those what june well, is busting renee out fleming. all over is a little mm-hmm. it's fine i'm not sure it works june, fully june, june. but she doesn't enunciate <laughs> at all so it's like oh, a lot no. of vowels that kind of get pulled oh it's together. the reversal pone 
Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But when she sings, um, what's the song? You'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Again, religious experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. She just sings the hell out of that song. I bet she does. And so I feel like she will win, but I selected Lindsay Mendes. Also, I, it's Renee Fleming's Broadway debut as yes. in a musical. Yeah. And I feel like that'll carry some weight. I but, picked Renee Fleming. Okay. So you, hang on, Roddy. You picked Lindsay Mendes. Lindsay Mendes. I wrote down the wrong thing. You picked Lindsay Mendes. All right. Uh, Logan picked Ashley Park for Mean Girls, and I picked Diana Rigg. <gasps> Whoa! I'm going with Game Diana Rigg. I'm going with pure. Game she's of Thrones. Very old. Da, 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 da. This is like small role. Very small part. What's it's unusual featured, to be nominated? Featured, featured. Featured. I know, but has no songs. You're right. However, Diana Rigg and everybody how many loves lines Diana of Rigg, and she's does that. And how much longer is she going to live? I really do feel like that is, is she the, the one the who in the beginning with Freddie is, is is she's Henry's mother. Right? Yeah, mother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Great comedian. I mean, gr- she, it is great casting. She's, sure. She's old she's very british and the character and smart and start and she has it's mm-hmm. like maggie smith i mean it would be that that's who you'd cast and this would also be maggie smith so yeah i'm going with the huh. uh, with the diana Ray. all right i'm seeing we all right. I would somebody love different no i think I, I i agree with you i think this is the toughest acting category yeah it's very all five of these people could yes. well I, I don't know what ariana du bois me neither um i feel bad about summer that. really got very little recognition from the tony awards so but i think that um I also think there might be a little bit of a double carousel split. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, that didn't ha- well Hamilton at all. Um, they, it all folded in pretty neatly with yeah, Hamilton, yeah. but people had a long time to come to peace with, with, with <laughs> it. And you guys were right about you were right about Hamilton, and I was wrong. No, I, I picked uh, Jonathan Groff. No, no, for actress you picked. Oh, I picked. Yeah, you both picked Renee. Uh, no, Renee. Um, yeah, Ellsbury. Uh, yeah, and I Renee. Pick, Renee yeah, and I picked um, Philippa. Philippa Sue, because I was wrong. Um, yes, you were. It's okay. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm really not good at this, but I love doing it. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. So I'm going to pause for one second and note that there are only four nominees, mm. which is unusual. They usually at least have five. And best performance by an actress has six, but yes. we'll go up here. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. Harry Hayden Patton in My Fair Lady is Henry Higgins. Joshua Henry in Carousel is Billy Bigelow. Tony Shalhoub in The Band's Visit. And Ethan Slater in the t- DC native Ethan, Ethan Slater mm-hmm. in the title role of SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I, th- I think these were all incredible performances. I have a lot of built-up uh, love for Harry Hayden Payton mm-hmm. from when he played Bernie Pelham in... Um, That's such a British name. Downton Abbey and yeah. Martin Chartres in The Crown, two right. characters that I love. Mm-hmm. Wait, who was he in, in Downton? He was Bertie. He was the one that um, married uh, Edith, spoiler alert, um, at the end. Oh, the wealthy yeah. guy. Yeah. The kind of damaged wealthy guy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. earnest with his mom, and his mom was so mean. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And he was the agent of the estate, but then he became, yeah. A character was mean on Downton Abbey. And Joshua Henry in Carousel was amazing. I heard he's really, really great. great. I think the fact that it's a problematic character will decrease his chances. It's racially blind casting, yeah. Um, Tony Tony Shalhoub, I think, has a celebrity factor going Mm -hmm. for him. He plays... He's a big, I mean, he looks like Billy Bigelow. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he's singing. Uh, his, his voice, voice is, is, oh my gosh, yeah. Resi- like, vibrates He, he the is walls. one of the first Billys in a long time to have the to have the same range as um, Jonathan Raitt, mm-hmm. or John Raitt, who mm-hmm. did it in the original, which is resonant bari- baritone with a high top. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can really go to that, ju- that like, next level. Your body vibrates with his, Whoa. it is incredible. Did he option up for Carousel? Yes, yeah. Did he, at the end of Soliloquy, cool, he goes for the B flat? Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's, apparently, it's, yeah. Yeah. Which is something I've heard John John Ray used to do. Yeah. And the the guy who I talked to about it said every now and again he'd go there, 
and every now and again he'd make it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an acting moment too. Right? Well, that's There's what they a really said. Easy yeah. way to sort of adapt. As apparently, that. with John Wright would miss. Yeah. He could really act the miss as like an emotional. Break. Yeah. yeah. So it, he did. He was much Smart more comfortable. Actor. Yeah. He's a good. Yeah. Good guy. Um, Tony Shalhoub's got the celebrity thing going for him to a certain extent but i picked ethan slater for spongebob squarepants because and i don't mean this no shade most acting because of the amount that is required of him most performance performance. and and i also feel that there is a campaign around him that Mm -hmm. that that I feel, I sense. Yeah. That, He's a that, young actor. It's the beginning yes. of his career. He's played this from the beginning. He's played He's this role for three very years. Very lovable if you've ever seen an interview with him. Yes, he, he is. is. super lovable. Yes. Um, That's why he's It is most perfect. acting. He's the lead. It's a big hit. Yes. And I picked him and so did Logan. I did too. All right. Yay. That's a sweet. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty certain, certain, uh, certain mm-hmm. award. All right. Best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. Lauren Ambrose in My Fair Lady as Eliza Doolittle, who I love. Haley Kilgore in One Song. You love Lauren Ambrose, or you love my? I love. I do not love my. No, I meant you you love Liza Doolittle. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Lashans as 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 I believe Donna Summer in Summer, the Donna Summer musical. She's a Donna Summer. A Donna Summer. Uh, Katrina Link in the band's visit. Mm -hmm. Taylor Louderman in Mean Girls, and Jesse Mueller in Carousel. Perennial favorite, Jesse Mueller Mm. in Carousel. I will start. Because uh, I agreed with Logan, so this is two for one. I picked uh, Katrina Lake in the band's visit. Me too. That's who I want to win. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with um, LaShawn's. Really? Yeah. Why? Interesting choice. I... Defend yourself. Well, she's a bit... Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that the rest of the category is split between enormous name weight it's a big one of the things about a six nominee slate is you it could kind of jump in any direction. It's a big, big, big category, and I think of the six, she is sort of the unknown quantity, and I think that the summer musical would benefit well, from from this award. This award. Now I know that that's not how awards go. Well, it is and it isn't. Right. It, it, it is. But I think yeah. that there is the possibility that that she is the upset winner. Hmm. It would be an upset. I mean, that would be. A, but I, I think if you rank them, I think that Lauren Ambrose and Haley Kilgore have the lowest chance. Which is too bad because Haley Kilgore is yeah, wonderful. Um, and I think that Katrina Lank, Taylor Louderman, and Jesse Mueller have the best chance. Yeah, but if Jesse Mueller wins, it won't. She won't really win for Carousel. She'll win she'll for win. being Jesse Mueller. Yeah. Well, she, and she's already won once. Now she is. I mean, she's phenomenal, as you know. So I think that. Yeah, with, but for Carousel, won, did she win for Waitress? She won also no, for Beautiful. She won for Beautiful. For beautiful yeah. But she didn't Who win won for the Waitress. Year that the Waitress was up. Not all Cynthia Revo. That's it. Yes, Cynthia Revo. Uh, yes. yes. I think Lashawn's won for the original, didn't she? I don't know. For Color Purple. I don't know. I feel like she did. Um, or. It, if then, what oh, of course, so Lashans. Well, Shans was the original. Um, no, Once on this island, she originated the role in Once on this. Uh, oh, uh, really? The lead in Once on this island. Oh, yeah, awesome. so it's a fun like. So she's too. She's too moon. And Once yes, on this island. Yes, in the original Broadway production. <gasps> Nineteen ninety-one. She was nominated for a Tony for it. Yeah. She thought. Oh, oh. she's. She well, won. She's yes, she did. Do. She won for Color Purple. She won Best Actress in a Musical for Color Purple. So Best Revival of a Musical. Okay. Logan picked My Fair Lady. Roddy picked My Fair Lady. Roddy picked My Fair Lady. Carrie wants to pick Once on This Island, but she thinks it's going to be Carousel. Patrick picked Once on This Island. 
<gasps> I would love if Once on this Island won. I am, I am wagering so that the sort of anti... Yes. The, the non-me-too-ness of My Fair Lady and Carousel, which are going to run regardless, mm -hmm. will push Once on this Island over the top. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm no. going to say. Like, oh, I'd love yeah. if that happened. Um, wow. And... So yeah, uh, that's that. We're all we're kind of all over the place with that one, but there's only mm -hmm. three nominees. And then we've already said the best the best musical nominees: Bands Visit, Frozen, Mean Girls, SpongeBob SquarePants. Logan picks SpongeBob SquarePants. Interesting. Which I think is an interesting pick. Bands Visit. Bands Visit. I want it to be the Bands Visit. What do I think it will be? Oh gosh, what? I think it will be Mean Girls. <gasps> really? Ooh. Wow. That's With interesting. A cynical a turn. I think it yeah, will be Mean Girls <laughs> because Tina Fey. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it. I think all. I think Frozen is the one that I can say confidently will not win. Um, and then we're all wrong, and Frozen will Frozen win. win. That would be really funny. Um, It'll be so sad. It has. I mean, SpongeBob and Mean Girls have the most nominations. Yes. Which is usually a good way to pick. If you're going to pick between two, you should mm -hmm. pick the ones with the most nominations. But I think the band's visit is just going to be the. You know what though? I feel like approaching it this year, the band's visit to me is like Natasha Pierre was last year. Oh, interesting. Because it's so different mm. and it's small. Although I know Natasha Pierre isn't small, but it just it mm -hmm. it's so it's much indie smaller. In mm -hmm. Yeah, it's indie. It's yeah, but I think band's visit's more accessible than yeah. Natasha Pierre was. The score to Natasha Pierre turned well, a lot. Well, you don't have that electro pop. Yeah, yeah thing. It, this is a even though it's a different kind of score. It's very traditional music. All right, yeah. Natasha Pierre. Shame how that ended. Yeah. Yes, um, it is a shame. Yeah. Well, we have we're running out of time, so we're going to wrap okay. that up there. Um, so what do we need to talk? So about? just what's the? Uh, do you guys have anything you're hoping for from? The, I mean, we have Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles hosting. Low expectations. I actually have very low expectations. I was very right last year, so I, I don't have anything to predict for the two of them though. Yeah. I just think it'll be better. Who hosted than last year? With, it was Kevin Spacey. Remember? Oh right. It was the beginning of the end for Kevin Spacey. Oh. That was a year ago. So here's ago. the thing, though. Oh. I I think that Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles are very charming people, yeah. but yeah. I don't know how they are. As hosts, I like I don't know if they're necessarily. It's a very safe choice. Charismatic. Well, I think he is. He's. If you've never heard him like be interviewed or anything, no. Remember a, last year, I was like, oh please God, no, Josh Groban, and you guys were like, no, you need to talk. You need to yeah. like listen to him about things mm -hmm. because. Yeah. I I hope they don't overreach and they just. I, I hope don't, they I don't play it safe. I don't think there's don't, any danger of that. <laughs> don't try and like I don't know. Be, I'm really afraid. My my big fear is that there's gonna be. The thing about Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming a couple years ago was that was such a disaster because everyone misjudged exactly what we found charming about these people. Mm. There were a lot of bits. And Do we know who's writing for them? I don't actually know. Okay. Bruce Valanche. I don't know. Always. Um they should put Andrew Reynolds and Tina Fey up there, do a little That skit, would have been yeah. Put up what's her name? Um oh, Laura Benanti. Laura Benanti. Yes. yes. <laughs> like the fun like have yeah. them do yeah. little things. Yeah. And then like uh, the, then the the hosts um, can just sort of more MC the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll That's we'll great. see. I I think it could be sing great. A song. Oh, I feel like they're gonna sing a parody song. That is. She's a in the process right now of writing something. That's a huge danger. Uh, uh, they'll they'll wheel out like a piano. She'll yeah. be like, oh, you want me to play? Okay. And Josh uh, Griffin's like, well, I'll sing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It, th there's going to be something like that that's going to either be great or terrible. Here's, but, here's what I do want, though. I want it to move at a pace that doesn't feel like we're forcing people off the stage. Yes. But that also mm -hmm. doesn't feel like a three-hour broadcast that I'm going to be like low. I'm going to hate myself every minute watching because I know I have to wake up early the next day for mm -hmm. work. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. And that's my wish every year, for it to just not feel interminable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sorry. it's hard. It's <laughs> Great. 
How about you? So that's Is it. there anything that... Not really. I'm just... It, it, it's kind of an off year. Yeah. Like, there's not a huge slam, so I'm really interested to see what happens. Uh, and my only fear connected to that is that they're going to try to do something with the show yeah. because yes. it's not a huge... I'm Don't also, overthink it. I think there should be a, a five-joke maximum on the SpongeBob jokes. There's mm. there's going to be a tendency to be like, SpongeBob's going to be the punchline to a lot yeah. of jokes. And that's, you know, like, let's... Let's dial that back, yeah. and like, or you need to do it, but let's put a limit on it. Would be my thing. Like, yes, we get it. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, you can follow along with the three of us on Tony Night on Twitter using the hashtag #OriginalCastPod and live on Instagram during commercials at OriginalCastPod. Links in the description. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Roddy Flynn. You're welcome. Thank you, Carrie Ginsburg. Thanks so much. That's great. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. you